Glad to get the extra day off, and just we bit hanging today, kind of like every Sunday. So, <laughs> um, the Monday. Well, it's Monday. This is my Sunday, though. <laughs> Sunday for you. Any yeah. more parties with the neighbors? Yeah, I was drinking with them last night again. Nice. <laughs> just gonna be. <laughs> it's just a common thing now, I guess. Yeah. Try um, not. Yeah. So I can meet a good weekend. Oh, just uh, a lot more productive than the last one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been productive at all. But yeah, last last Sunday, I uh, when I was at work and I like came up with a, a lyric came into my head, mm-hmm. and then ended up writing that whole song that day. Then that's it pretty good. Yeah, it's rare that happens, but it was actually probably just because it was like a silly, uh, a silly song and a silly, silly lyric. So I was able to kind mm. of separate from it a little bit and just, um, just do it because the song, the lyric was um, the lyric that came to me was um, "My heart burns for you." Mm. I've I've got indigestion for two, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, exactly." <laughs> I was like, "That's hilarious," <laughs> and then just end up writing that whole song. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. It's like, because you can, like, this is like, you, you're not taking it too seriously. This is literally just for fun. Yeah, like, whenever, usually when I'm writing, it's like, oh, I've got this, like, thing I need to get across, this, like, um, emotion or whatever. And it's, like, very mm. personal, where this, like, I can separate and just, like, write the song. And it just came out really quickly. Like, any problems I had just very quickly solved themselves. And it was, oh, it's just great. It's nice when something like that happens and you're just like, yes. Yeah, there's like it's almost like you have no break in flow. Yeah. Mm. So like that all pretty much wrote the whole song on Sunday and then Monday morning I had like a wee play over it and just the wee last wee things just fell into place and then it was done. Class. So this is gonna be the first single for your next EP. <laughs> uh yeah, probably. Because <laughs> it's really catchy. <laughs> you might have heard it on the stream. Mm. Did you oh, catch no. all of the stream? I did catch all of the stream, yeah. Uh, I was there for the whole thing. Oh, you were it then? Yeah. I don't know if you remember me telling that story in, during the stream about... I was like, oh, this song's got a, a story. And then that story was just me walking and coming up with a lyric about heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been stuck in like me and Kieran's head. And yeah, it's just good... good. Catch you tuning in. Yeah. yeah. Happy days. <laughs> yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. Did you enjoy the stream? I did enjoy the stream. I thought it was a good crack. And that's what yeah. I was thinking. I thought about it. It was like, say it was probably two thirds in. I was like, oh, I should have posted this on Reddit, actually. Like, you know, it kind of only came to me then. Yeah. It's like, I was like, that was actually probably, it would have been actually a good platform, I reckon, for the time. Because it would have, mm-hmm. you know, you, you would have got some people take a look in anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I didn't think of that either. 
Yeah, we had we had class crack. It was yeah. like, kind of unexpected how much fun we had. Just people chatting to us and like uh yeah, and um friend was saying that uh, they all like watched it together in Discord. All right. So they like they were having their own wee party, chatting to themselves, watching us perform all at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's class. It was yeah. like it's almost like a virtual gig or party, I don't know, like Yeah, pretty much. Like they were all just having cans with themselves and yeah, watching the gig. T- tuning in. Oh, I yeah. thought it was good. You could see like how much fun you were having, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we had class crack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we went on for three hours, which was like crazy. Like I was like, oh we'll probably we'll probably manage two hours. And then yeah, even yeah. when we start even when we started, I was like, mm, I don't even maybe we won't get two hours, but sure we'll we'll aim for two hours and then we end up doing that easily. Yeah. But <laughs> I, yeah, my friend who I won't say his first name, but on YouTube he's called Gimp Toast. I don't know if you know oh, him. Yeah, 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 he yeah saying, I do, yeah. He said he recorded some of their crack in the Discord, so hopefully I'll get some videos up of the from their point of view of the stream as well. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. You can even make a wee music video or something like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I'll probably put it up on the on the band page, which is Fierce Pit Bosses, if it, anyone doesn't know that. If anyone is looking. <laughs> um yeah, no, because I enjoyed it because fucking who was it that changed their name to like Morrow's right arm? <laughs> I think it was Gordon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just like arms arms you better wear the tag down just, just like abuse and then fucking just uh some of the stuff that people were writing in with class yeah so, <laughs> then someone else had changed her name to the left arm of the, of the forbidden one yeah <laughs> catch collect all the morrow cards yeah <laughs> the morrow zodiac i don't know but um yeah it's really good crack that, that, that was a great idea yeah yeah, we're thinking we might do like a wee, uh, well, the Merry Wallopers did a, did a stream and then they did like a wee question and answer kind of stream. So I was thinking about doing something like that for the crack too. I was thinking yeah. maybe even getting you involved in that, but that could be really complicated to do that. Yeah, it might be so a like, little bit well. Yeah, I get what you mean. I was thinking like have us three on screen and then you can kind of like ask us questions or something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely do that. But I yeah. get what you mean. If we get out, that'd be really handy if we could do it in person. But obviously, we can't. So yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. difficult how to like do it. I'm sure. I I'm think... sure it's it's probably not overly complicated. Like, but I yeah, just, I think there I probably is a way to do it. Like, because I was using a program called OBS to stream, and it's actually class. Like, it, you can do so much with it. Like, we mm. were that's why we were able to play. Like, um, we were able to stream our music videos over the stream and everything. Mm. So like there's, a lot, there's a lot of stuff you can do that so there probably is a way if we wanted to make it work so um yeah we could do that for the crack <laughs> yeah i'd give i'd give that a go and should i be wearing like a t-shirt that's like what are we at or like <laughs> or like a hat and like gloves as well just complete merchant <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah start making them t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> t-shirts hat i'll wear glasses with them and be like yeah. i'm not I'm, I'm not associated at all <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, something I want to talk about is like because I'm still like kind of wrecked today, and I think it is just from performing for three hours. Yeah, like <laughs> I was thinking about it after, and like usually when we play a gig, it's like 20 30 minutes. Uh, 
the longest we played might be 40, 45 minutes, but we did, so we did four times that in one sitting. Yeah. So it was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of nice because he did the live stream that you can do that, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, it was nice, but I think that's that, that just, like, because there's, um, I found that, found that before, remember a couple of years ago in December, we played a lot of gigs together and I just like, remember someone asking me, was I all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm grand. And I realized after what it was, it was that same thing. It was just like, whenever you're in performance mode, it's like you have to be switched on and you're like 100% like uh, just doing this thing all the time. And yeah. it's like, it does just take it out of you. It's like, I'm, um, I think I'm probably what you could, could, could call an ambivert. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I'm extroverted and introverted, but when I'm, I need to like recharge on my own to like, it's almost like there's this uh, energy that you use up when you're performing and then you have to like slowly accumulate it again to do it again. You know what you mean? And if you don't, it's almost like you can't perform at like a, I'll call like peak level if you don't get like that time. Like, yeah, it's like, I can still like turn it on, but it's just then when I come stage, I'm going to be lower than I was probably. Yeah, it's just you can't give it the same kind of amount of energy, sort of, or the same yeah. kind of the same kind of razzmatazz. You just you know you need to <laughs> yeah you need to go back and refuel your 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 jazz. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like I was listening to uh, Pete Holmes talk about that. I think it was um, Rivers Cuomo he was talking to on his podcast oh, yeah. on Pete Holmes's podcast, and he was talking about that idea of like when you perform live, you you do. Exp- uh, like use up this energy but you also get something back and it's like a kind of weird complicated balance that you're doing like he was talking about how he um you know when he hasn't played a a comedy show in a while he gets like kind of antsy and like he needs to do this and it's almost like a it's like therapy when he does it and i totally get that as well because there's times when i can just like get into your head a little bit about like what you're doing like what um, th- how the band's doing and stuff, and then you play a good gig, and that just all goes away, and you're like, okay, it's grand, I'm grand again. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like a- you're getting rewarded by it, but you're also expelling something to do it. So it's it's interesting, like it's, it's supposed it's kind of like in a way, it's like kind of reassurance about it. But it's like if you uh, if you like if that's how you like define yourself or like what you want to do, and then you stop doing it for a while, you're just gonna start getting like negative thoughts about the whole thing. If you know what I mean. Or like I'd beat myself up a lot for stuff maybe not doing enough. So like, yeah. but like and that there can be a really big kick for you if you don't do anything for ages. You just kinda you can kinda go down a slope of just getting in your head more and more. So yeah. you need to get that you need to get that out. You kinda start worrying about the other things like the minutia and all and you're like, Oh, well, we didn't sell that many uh EPs or whatever. Like something stupid mm-hmm. like that. And you just play a good gig and then you're like, Oh geez, that was class. And yeah. you just forget it. You forget about that other things, and you remember why you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that other thing just doesn't even come into it anymore. Yeah. Speaking of selling EPs, uh, thanks if anyone's listening who bought uh, the the EP on Friday because I know a few people did because uh, Bandcamp waived their fees and we made a hundred percent of the money off it. So, uh... wait, what? Yeah, uh, they've done that. That's the second time they've done that now since the whole um, like lockdown and everything. So Bandcamp, Bandcamp usually take <laughs> uh, it's like twenty to twenty five percent 
of your income because it's like it's free host and everything you can put everything up for free but then they take a wee cut from when yeah from uh, it getting sold which is yeah, yeah. so yeah this, they did this, that on friday where they waived that that fee so we made it we got all the money apart from like a slight um paypal fee which is like a, a euro or two depending oh on yeah not you mean it's like just an electronic transfer yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's class i, I didn't so know that that's it, pure unreal so, yeah it's still like 98 percent of the profits which is pretty sweet yeah it's really so nice. thanks <laughs> but yeah it was, it was so much fun everyone like chatting and the the, the the chat and all and we got to like like you could just like take it a lot easier to play in a tune and then see what everyone's talking about and then like interact a little bit and then go back and do a tune and it was like yeah we're definitely going to be doing it again I've yeah, actually got an idea to do uh, some kind of festival soon do uh, like a virtual festival yeah book so, fest I'm thinking, uh, what what do you call it? Buckfest. Just get sponsored by Buckfest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got someone in plan in or in mind for uh, who I might can't do through, but uh, basically, I think it'd be an easy enough idea because whenever you do it on YouTube, you can get those links in advance, so we can just make a playlist and have like five or six bands on it, and then every time their stream is finished, it'll just automatically go to the next stream in the playlist, and we can just like do it that way and like have music all day class that's so, yeah. a that's a that's a really good idea it's kind of just like you know it's that kind of i think was it like last week i mentioned about the whole idea of like sometimes real creativity can come from whenever people are like restrained or like restricted yeah so that's kind of what ha- what's happening here because it's like well I can't play yeah. gigs <laughs> so, outside, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have to figure out how to play gigs inside as much as possible. So, well, how I got onto that was like I was, it was one day there, we, two weeks ago now probably, maybe longer, but it was like really nice weather, and I was out for a walk, and I was like, oh, I'd love to be at a festival, and then I just started got got thinking, I was like, oh well, it's not just me that wishes they're at a festival, like so, and I was like, as this starts to extend in the summer, people are going to get more and more like antsy and want to have that urge so if we can give something for people to look forward to and all it's going to help them but it could be it'd be cool as well like because if you did it because then people could be on private their own private discord servers like the guys are doing the other night yeah. so if you so if you kind of advertised it like that i feel like watch you know not only just are you here to watch bands it's like you should also try and get your mates to do it and then yeah, yeah, all yeah. these all these join on the same discord like try and like <laughs> watch parties or zoom parties and all that they're carrying on you yeah. because mm. yeah. it is good crack like doing all that shit yeah it is from the safety of your own home where we're not spreading coronavirus <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a good public service announcement <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that sounds like a class idea you could definitely i'd say because like there's there's you could probably get so many bands to join in because fucking it's not like they're playing gigs anywhere else. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You've yeah, that's so we're got perfect. I think too. I have a stream coming up uh, mm. soon, depending on when you hear this. So just while it's in my head, keep an eye out for two if you want to hear a wee stream soon. I don't know when the date is or anything, but uh, should just go and, give them a like. That's T U A T H. And if it's already passed, just go and see if the stream is recorded anywhere. So. <laughs> oh yeah, our stream is on YouTube still. If anyone wants to give it a watch, oh, that's good. Mm. Um, yeah, that's classy. I really enjoyed your gig. I thought that was unreal. 
Um, it was such a it was such a good idea. It was a good way to. It's a different way to spend my most usual Friday nights, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda, I was just pure jealous. I'm not gonna lie. I did wish it was there drinking with ease, like it was like the crack, <laughs> but like <laughs> that was kind of the thing. It's like uh, we don't really have to worry if anything else is on. It's like people are gonna be at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, it's not like organizing a gig. It's like oh, it might clash with something. It's like what else is everyone gonna be at? They just take like a couple of hours out of scrolling Facebook or watching something. Like. Yeah, anything we've been watching or reading or etc. Well, I finally finished Altered Carbon. I kind of said I was if you're happy. Do you know what I did? Do you know in my flat? Do you know where like the window is? Uh, the, in, a, in the sitting room. Do you remember? It kind of like juts out, like, and it's just a big window. I decided to kind of clean air and put down like cushions and shit. So I just made it into a reading nook. Ah, oh, uh, So it gets a while out of like sunlight. So it's just kind of nice. So anyway, I finished Altered Carbon there, kind of yet between yesterday and today, in about two sittings, and then I've started reading. Flow My Tears, The Policeman Said, by Philip K. Dick. I just finished the first chapter in that. And I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, it's like, I've, I've got, I, about a year or two ago, I like, went through a wild phase of just buying a whole pile of his books because I quite consistently read them. And I just I pick out one. If, usually what happens is I read a book by Philip K. Dick, and then I read like a, a different book, or maybe two, and then I go back and usually pick one of his. Because I've been stocked up on a whole pile of his, but it's yeah, it seems quite interesting so far. It's just basically a guy. Who, well, the blurb on the back says it's like a TV personality who's like you know most famous guy in the world. Just essentially wakes up and nobody knows who he is anymore. And we'll just see what happens in some kind of paranoid, delusional way. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard of that um, idea. Yeah, the idea's maybe, definitely been done. Maybe you described it before. Um, but, um, oh, I watched a video on uh, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind during the week, and it made me really want to watch that again. Yeah, that's a fucking brilliant movie. Yeah. It's just like, it was Wisecrack. I don't know if you watch Wisecrack. Yeah, I would watch Wisecrack every now and again. Yeah, it's really good. Kind of went into like all the deep ideas about it and everything. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, series, they do like a series called Deep or Dumb, but this yeah. video, they didn't really do the dumb part. They just kind of went into the philosophy of it which is another series they do, which is, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they just give it the wrong title. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Which, yeah, I think it's, did you ever see as well, like how they made like some of the sets and stuff on that? I think I might have, I know I've seen a few different videos on it over the, the years. <laughs> it's just really it's always cool. Just one of, yeah, it's always just, seems it's like endlessly fascinating that, <laughs> that movie, just anytime, anything you find out about it, it's just really interesting. I yeah. love, um, what do you call him as well? Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Kaufman and Jim Carrey as well, of course. Yeah. We were talking about um, Charlie Kaufman, weren't we? Oh, we were talking about um, maybe covering an adaptation at some point. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it again. I keep meaning to watch it whole, again. Like... We could do a whole lot and or Charlie Kaufman. Um... With Charlie Kaufman theme. Yeah. We could do that. That'd be actually even an interesting idea if we did pick like directors and go through directors. Yeah, you, you could go like from earliest to latest. Be interesting. Mm. Or backwards. Watch the uh, <laughs> the progress progression. Yeah. Or will I watch it forwards and you watch it backwards and then? <laughs> I'll talk about the last one. You talk about the first one. <laughs> first one. <yeah. laughs> 
what will act like it's the same the same movie. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that is not the same movie. It was in black and white. I'm telling you. No, no, no. Um. Oh, of course, fucking because Charlie Kaufman is being John Malkovich as well. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I knew. I was like, what else has he done? Like, ah, oh, fucking good. I remember. Yeah, he's really interesting. I was reading a good book. I actually ordered it because I had it from the library and I had to give it back. But I ordered it like three weeks ago, maybe more, mm. <laughs> and it hasn't turned up yet. All Damn right. You. Damn you. Coronavirus, <laughs> yeah, but it was like uh, it was on screenwriting, and he comes up in it a lot because he talks about how he kind of um, has, like he talks about the the structure. It's sorry, the book is on like uh, five act story structure, mm. and it's about how even like if some movies don't use a only use a three act structure, how that still can be broken into the five act structure, and uses the second act can easily be broken into three acts. And he okay. talks about how he doesn't like see the point in using this story structure and all. Uh, but the guy who wrote the book actually says like um, that that Charlie Kaufman confuses form with uh, subject, and he's like, even though his stories are very weird, it still follows this structure very closely. So even oh. though, so like they talk about the have you heard of, you know the are you familiar with the hero's journey as well? Yeah, the hero's journey. That's the classic yeah. tale. So even though. Like being John Malkovich is a ridiculous premise of going into John Malkovich's head. It still follows the hero's journey. It's just that, like, say in whatever part in the hero's journey, it's like you go to the new land. That new land is John Malkovich's head. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's still following the story structure. It's just the what he's uh, talking about is really unusual. Yeah. And that's probably why it works so well then. Is yeah. it, is, it seems very unstructured and kind of over the place, but it's actually Yeah. It's so one it seems it seems so unstructured that even the writer thinks that he is not following the structure, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck you know, I've made this up myself. I'm not because <laughs> they reckon that there only is like what like five or six stories you can really tell or something. Yeah. If I you like actually four. break it all down and like as you say, different acts and there could be different types of acts and it's like, you know, can be redemption or or there's not i can't remember there's like different names for them but yeah there's, there's even like the difference between uh tragedy and uh what's like the opposite comedy no nah, <laughs> like the, the i know what you mean it's like instead of like a tragic ending if it has like a happy ending yeah even they are the exact same move this this exact same story until the final scene until the final act or the final act where oh. the hero it's either the hero fails or the hero succeeds and apart from that it's like you just do everything the same yeah <laughs> so it's like even <laughs> so it's just weird as well like you don't really think about them being the same movie just because but it just it's all the ending yeah like i always think that like they, a... all, they always climax and like the the hero coming up against the most um like insurmountable odds yet and either he'll um, win against these ridiculous odds, and that'll be the it'll become a happy ending, or he will fail, which is the inevitable one or the yeah. the logical one, I suppose, in most cases, because it's like the way the story always progresses; they have to get more and more extreme. 
yeah, until really they can fail. But then if they just succeed, then it was just that was just a redemption phase with the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we did we talk about that before in like Marvel movies. Do with what? About how they all have the same structure apart from um apart from Infinity War. And Civil War as well. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they kinda in Civil War the bad guy wins. Yeah. A little more <laughs> black did. and white and, or a little more grey in Civil War. Yeah, uh yeah, Infinity War is just but Infinity War essentially is like as you say, it's just that's just the the same movie but except they fail. Yeah. And then it's and then it's the next movie, it's Pretty much the same movie, but they but they succeed against the yeah. same guy. Still fucking yeah. two amazing movies, like. Yeah. But um, yeah. But I think that's kind of why Civil War succeeds, or not Civil War, Infinity War, because you're used to this format where like, oh, things are tough. There's a big battle. Oh, they're gonna win, and then they don't, and you're just like, whoa, <laughs> didn't see that coming. <laughs> Like you're so trained yeah. at that point, you've been watching Marvel movies for ten years, and they have the same <laughs> result every time, and then bam. Yeah, and also lose. like that that entire movie, well, not that like a big part of that movie is like Thor fucking, you know, getting new hammer and becoming in his own and getting fucking really strong again. He comes down pure badass and Wakanda, and it's like oh, they're all yeah. fucked now, and then nope, and it's <laughs> but he but he's but he's the strongest one. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember, I remember, I was uh, arguing with somebody about that there before, and I was like, "Well, yeah, Shaman, I love all the comic book movies. Like, it's like you know, recomics of two. And he was like, "You know, they all end the same." I was like, "I know, yeah, I've seen every single one." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like watching each one, going like, "Hmm, can't believe you won." I just didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I want to see this happen. It's like you don't, you don't watch it and be like, "Can't wait to see Spider Man fucking die." <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I, I don't know, guys. I know there's a sequel coming, but I think the vulture has them in this one. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck. It's like, like Spider Man really just he just got himself out of that, didn't he? Fuck. Uh, fair play to him. Like that was hard. Like, look at that. Yeah. So such a redundant thing to say, especially when you consider what we were just talking about. How literally yeah. every story is the same. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean I can't enjoy it. Yeah, it's actually why you enjoy it because you have to like for all these things you basically like understand the language of them mm. and then they become rewarding like if you watch something totally avant-garde you're just like what was that and you, like it's really hard to be satisfied by that kind of movie mm. so the, you go to the cinema or whatever to see a f- something that's in some way familiar have a decent ending. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck it, Ian. Some things are just for enjoyment. Like, some, like yeah. sometimes watching stuff is just can be pure enjoyment as well as, you know, some things can be thought provoking, but some things can just be enjoyable. Those yeah. have to, that's what I think a lot, but that's because I watch all of those movies. Yeah. And we'll continue to watch all those movies. Well, it's like, I say that too. It's like you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. No. And just some of the best wee stories are ones that, are, that don't or don't even try. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's like sometimes you just have a story set up, and it's like it could be exactly what you want. Then it's like, oh sweet, it's like that. Like I don't know, I'm just thinking like the Hobbit. I like after like the first act of that story, it's like sweet. He's just going to go on an adventure. That's about. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I find that weird when people are like, um, it's like, gosh, I've seen that coming. It's like, uh, does that matter? 
Yeah, it depends on the movie. Sometimes if it's like, because I like to do that sometimes. But if it's like complicated movies, like I will, I will, I will swear to God, I guessed Fight Club first time I seen it. I guessed Shutter Island the first time I seen it. I guess, but at the same time, people always told me that there was a twist. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't know, I probably would not have. But yeah. Like, somebody Which like, is probably a spoiler it. for anyone listening. Yeah. That is a spoiler. If you tell someone there's a twist in a movie, it's a spoiler, even if you don't yeah. say the twist. Exactly. This is, your, then, this is your final warning. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, now. <laughs> but I, because I feel like I've noticed that. Because sometimes, like then, you know, if you rewatch really a movie, sometimes you might see like there's a subtle undertone with the way a character who ends up like yeah. betraying someone says something at the start of the movie. And if you know something like that's going to happen, and you've seen enough movies, like I would feel pretty confident of like that's the way the scene is portrayed. It's like it's him, <laughs> or it's yeah, her. It, dep- it depends how well. Like, there's a couple of things that can depend on that. Like, mm. if a movie has a has a twist, and the director or whatever thinks that this twist is way cleverer than it is, and the whole thing of the movie is a twist. And then it doesn't deliver, then like that's shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's an example of when working out what's going to happen will ruin the movie because there's nothing else to the movie. Yeah. Like, because like Shutter Island and Fight Club are still good movies, even though you know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched Fight Club countless times. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Yeah. (laughs) So many times. And, and it's because there are wee things that lead up to it and they, and you can go ah and like the the there there's like um i watched a video on this recently enough actually i wish i could remember who it was um i might have a wee quick google see if i can find it but it was talking about like the um the sort of art of doing a twist it might have been just right and they might have been they were talking about a uh, knives out actually i think oh yeah i think it might have been just right let me just check here um but anyway they're talking about the right way to do it is to you have to like have enough information there beforehand so that it's like you're kind of it's almost like you when you, the twist happens you're like oh yeah of course mm. it shouldn't just come out of nowhere and you're just like what is this because um then it's like it's totally unsatisfying it's like yeah, it, it has like, to make sense to you already it's like the it's joke, stupid. the joke thing. It's like, oh, it was all a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was all a dream and none of it ever happened. <laughs> yeah. And so he was safe, but the princess was saved. <laughs> but then that's just like a undercut and everything. And a, a good twist should amplify everything. Mm. Instead of just... But um, do you want to actually do it? I don't know why that they reminded me of, but one of the worst things I ever heard was I read it on Reddit. And it was about like, and asked Reddit about um, what was it like being in a coma? And some guy said he just like went into a coma for something only like two days to a week. But in that time, he had managed to get a wife, get married, and have a child in this coma. And whenever is he woke this, up. Is this the lamp story? The lamp story? What's the lamp story? Okay, now go ahead. But apparently he like he was like he was writing it and read it and he said that he had to go get counseling and all because he like died in a coma and he woke up back in real life and then he found out that these two people didn't actually exist. I was like, 
Holy shit, that isn't it. <laughs> but like I always thought, like that's the real life version of he woke up and it was all a dream. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that'd, real actually be, that'd actually be that actually be a really good movie. Mm-hmm. If you just did this, like um, you do the bullshit ending, but you do it like halfway through the movie. Yeah, and then you have to see with him, and then he wakes up and he's, he's traumatized by this weird experience. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a, horrible. I suppose that's uh, kind of like um, what's that English cop movie? Life on Mars. Sorry, TV show, not movie. TV show. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it, but that's the one where he like goes back in time or something, isn't it? Yeah, he gets hit by a car and then wakes up back in time, and that's kind of the whole point of like, is it a dream or not? All right, yeah. Is it real or not? Should he get yeah. attacked? Anyone? <laughs> well, it's like, is he is he actually back in time, or is it in his head? Is the kind of weird dilemma kinda... that he can't work out, mm-hmm. or is he actually like he he just doesn't know what's going on? <laughs> it's really good yeah. though, really really good. That's the guy from Human Traffic as well, isn't it? Yeah, mm, I've only seen like the half first half of that movie. Human Traffic. Yeah. Oh my god, that's fantastic as well. It's such a good movie, hey? from yeah. what I think. Anyway, I just because I can't remember what happened. Oh, I think it's about three quarters of the way through, but something happened, and you know, sometimes it just happens. So you don't end up get to finish a movie, and then you just end up not going back to it for ages. Yeah. But I just, I just remember yeah, that. It's yeah, hard. it's hard sometimes. With it's like if you don't go back to it right away, it's so hard then. Yeah, but if you had seen the full thing, it would have been easier to go back to it. Yeah. I find that all the time. If I don't watch a movie or if I don't finish a movie, it's like I have to go back to it like like the next morning pretty much. And if not, then forget about it. Yeah, pretty much. It's like and then maybe in like a year when you've sort of forgotten how it went. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I mentioned the lamp story. Which, oh yeah, sorry, what's I, I don't know story? if it's I don't know if it's called the lamp story, but that's how I remembered anyway. It's like one of the it's one of those famous uh, Reddit stories. And it's like a guy when he was leaving uh, high school or something, one day he got hit. Did he get hit by a football or he got tackled accidentally by a football player or something? And then he like blacked out and he experienced this whole life. And like, like your story, you said he had a kid and a wife in this uh, other world. And then like he lived in it for years. And then one day he was sitting on his couch and he looked at the lamp in the corner and he was like, that looks weird. He couldn't put his finger on it. It like, had this strange 2D feel to it. It just looked out of the out of place. And he got obsessed with staring at this lamp and his wife would be like, come on, what are you doing? Like, uh, ignore that. Like, yeah. Worried about, you know, this here. And he was like, couldn't do it. He just kept focused on this lamp. And then after a while, he like woke up and he was just back where he was, just lying on the ground. And like none of this, no time had passed at all. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think that might have actually been the story. Yeah. I just didn't ever know it was called the lamp story. But yeah, it was. It was. Wasn't well, I don't know long. if it's called the lamp story. That's just how I, how you how remember, I remember it. it. Like, yeah. Yeah, but he had a whole life and everything. That's what I could yeah. get over. Like, that's. Oh, because like, because if if it is the same one I was reading, or it could have been like another version of it, but it just yeah. seemed like he had to deal with like. He was like, essentially, I had to deal with grief because two people I loved yeah. had died. He but said he they, still, they had, this one, he was, said he still dreams about them and stuff. Yeah, I think it must have been the same one, yeah. But I just Could thought that been. was absolutely mind-boggling. Like, Yeah. 
I couldn't. I would have never even considered that that was possible. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm not sure how we got onto that lamp story, but uh, we did touch on a good TV show for people to watch in the meantime. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you? Did you watch anything? Any new TV shows this week? Uh, did I, oh, I watched the first episodes of Midnight Gospel actually. After you were saying about it. Oh yeah. No, yeah, very good. Are you talking into the mic there at the minute? Or? Oh shit! Sorry, now my knee was in the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I watched the first episodes of Midnight Gospel. Eh? I that think was... I still only watched the first one, but yeah. That's very good. The second one deals with death and stuff. I was like, oh, that's nice. Pretty, pretty intense. But it's kind of like an animated podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's exactly what the kind of stuff he talks about on, on his podcast. Like, whether people yeah. are on his podcast or he's on someone else's, that's just the stuff that he always gets into. But uh, yeah, it's really interesting. It's really cool. Like, it's pretty cool the way it's done. Like, the... Um, the like the animation style, and all you can kind of you can tell it's Pendleton more like from Adventure Time, and they kind of. Yeah. But I do quite like that. They kind of it's kind of simple, but then they have all of the kind of mad, usually fluid motions and stuff. Yeah, it's simple but pretty like surreal and psychedelic as well. Yeah, very psychedelic the whole show. <laughs> yeah, um, but I quite like it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's kind of like because it's oh kind of deep topics, but then there's. The humor in it is kind of yeah. nice as well. Like it's, but it's very for for them getting into what seems like deep topics. All it's a very like a lighthearted show in that way. It kind of balances that quite well. I, I like yeah. it. Like, I was saying, cool. I can't remember what I said to you last week, but I was like, when I watched the first episode, I was like, "This is the show for stoners." Oh yeah, because it's just like a stupid cartoon, but with like big deep philosophical uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of questions in it. And then, like, <laughs> like a joke or like a fart joke or something, yeah. and then, but, then like, just like, get a little levity, like, legit, legit stuff. Like, I love uh, Duncan Trussell. He's just, uh, I love the, the mind of that man. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is really good, too, if you're into that. Um, Duncan Trussell, the family are. Mm. Yeah, must look it up because after watching that show, yeah, I could definitely listen to him. Did Something with the way he goes on is. Yeah. Like, Did I talk to you about. Um, I couldn't remember, but it's kind of relevant to stuff we've been talking about before when it comes to, like, Ego as the enemy. Mm. There's a thing he did, like, with uh, Pete Holmes about Ego. Did I talk to you about that before? I think you might have mentioned it. About, like, um, giving your Ego a prize? Or an award? No, you didn't, didn't say about the prize. I thought it was going to be... I imagine this was going to be with, like, not talking about your work because then you're feeding your Ego. No, this was, like, uh, Pete Holmes, like, asked him to help him with his Ego. So um, Duncan Trussell did this like uh, sort of thought experiment, which like you can do and anyone listening can do as well. And the idea of it is you, he describes your ego as being this like um, bodyguard who um, has protected you during your life. And like when you're a kid, it was, so never like you're a kid and someone like called your name, your ego was a thing that was able to be like, don't worry about it. It's just, you know, it's a, it like protects your the fragility of you, I suppose. Like so, like if you didn't have this ego, then you might like take that kind of negative stuff on. Where your ego's enough to be like, nah, I'm I'm actually pretty good. You follow so far? Yeah, I'm getting it so far. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what you do is, if you want to like help, um, like reduce your ego or like let go of it a little bit, is he said, you imagine you are this like child and your ego's holding holding you up and it's this big bodyguard. And then like you, the ego puts you down 
and then you turn to your ego and you say thank you and you like you can visualize yourself giving it a medal and being like thank you you've done your job now though and i don't need you anymore um i can like it's just like this instead of like thinking of your ego solely as this negative thing it's the idea of thanking it and letting go of it that way because he described it as kind of like it's it's part of you so you shouldn't hate it yeah but it did its job and now you don't need it anymore basically that's this whole thing it's like we don't we at some point we stop needing our ego when we get older and we can just become like everything is a so many things are about like rigid like removing your ego like um uh meditation like buddhist meditations and so many aspects of spirituality so it, it is this like real thing that like some people say it's like it's how do you are you get enlightened or whatever but it definitely is tied to your happiness it is our relationship with our ego oh, well i think i can get what you mean like but no matter what you would definitely need that growing up but that's like you have to learn how to so that's your ego defending to you learn how to deal with these things yourself I yeah, imagine it, and that's yeah, that's it. Like really we get older, we get older. It 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 stops being helpful. It just kind of gets in the way a little bit. Yeah, mm. but like I don't, I don't mind. Like I don't have to worry about that because like I know that there's no one better than me. So yeah, no, I, I wasn't talking about you. Yeah, no, like I know that I'm definitely the exception to prove the rule here. I don't need to lose my ego whatsoever. <laughs> well, the weird thing is your ego. That's not even your ego. That's just you talking now. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like ego i got this you've taught me well yeah you i haven't needed you in years to be honest <laughs> <laughs> so no i've been really getting into narcissism recently and uh <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed uh, to just read about it not practice it <laughs> <laughs> Man, theory and practice, I'll do both. It's like <laughs> that would be that'd be that'd be that'd be an interesting thing. I don't know, it's like how long would it take you to be a complete asshole if you started practicing active narcissism? <laughs> Probably I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking um just what you said there about like practicing stuff it kinda I had that thought to do with like stoicism there recently. And about how, like, why I kind of realize why it's important to read about these kind of things a lot because you can have these thoughts, um, like you can already be inclined to think a certain way, but if you practice these thoughts or like read up about them and like get them ingrained into you, you do it automatically. Yeah, it's become second nature. It's the same as kind of anything. It's like, it's like learning how to tie your shoes or something. Yeah. But you can, you can train your mind to do the same thing. Yeah, it's like, it's, I've noticed it happened to me a few times where like, I won't, I won't have to, it's like the difference of between thinking about thinking a certain way and just thinking that way. You know, it's yeah. like my reaction has become automatically way more like relaxed about certain things and it's it's pretty cool. It's easier right. to deal with. Like, I can still get it sometimes, like, I don't, like, it's to get in bad moods, but I'll always go down the headspin for a while, and sometimes I can catch myself early, and sometimes I can catch myself late, but sometimes you just have to, like, oh, like, one of the best things always is just, like, 
I'm feeling this way, but this will pass. Yeah. That's relaxing to know anyway, even if you're angry, you're fucking sad, you're feeling whatever way. And even though you might still continue to feel that way, it's just kind of, because sometimes you can get so stuck into your head that you feel like, you know, like it's almost like time slows down. You feel like you're stuck this way forever, but you're really not. Yeah. But it's at the time it feels like it can feel like that. It can feel like overwhelming or like, it's like it's surrounding you, but you have to like, and that was a hard thing to learn. And I wouldn't still like, you know, sometimes I can do it faster and some slower, but like, yeah, I tell that to myself. I say that, you know, this does pass. I don't actually feel this way all the time. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I suppose like the way to the way to get that to happen all the time is that you you would have to tell yourself that all the time anyway, even when you're feeling bad. Yeah, that's just where the which I, that's uh, actually a healthy thing to think. Mm-hmm. If we remind ourselves that everything's passing, we'll value our time way more, which again is stoicism. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, a is that is that a cognitive behavioral therapy thing? What you just said. I think it would have been, I don't know if it's kind of therapy, but I know, I think the last, last time I was in counseling was about last August, last July, August. And I think she was one to me, and she also told me stuff like grinding. That was more for anxiety, though. Yeah. That's like, you know, like, you know, feel your feet and then feel like your toes and you bring yourself up. That's just to send yourself. Just because even like whenever your head's going whack, if you're lying down on the bed, I find it's like whenever you're drunk, you know, if you're spinning, put your foot in the yeah. ground. Sometimes if you feel really anxious and stuff and your head's all over the place, if you even put your foot in the ground, because that's genuine grinding, it's just yeah. like a reassuring surface. Yeah. But I think that there would be, because cognitive therapy would be a lot about training your thoughts and training your thoughts. Yeah. Like one of the I'm, most I'm important... Just, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, because remember uh, we learned before that it, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy comes from stoicism. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, which, so just which when, makes, which makes a lot of sense as well. So just but whenever yeah. you said it, I was like, that sounds like a stoic practice. like. Mm, so it could be. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. No, that's right. Um, I would say, yeah, it probably is. Because yeah. I think a lot of cognitive therapy is to do stuff stuff with that, like changing and reacting to it. And just like, like I remember one of the best things being told was like, you do realize that, like, you know, you have to remember that just naturally because of even hormones in our body or like the way that we eat where, you know, you can't be happy all the time, but you're also, you're going to face all of these feelings because that's kind of what happens in your human being. Yeah. <laughs> and you have really to realize like, that they're going to exist and they're going to be there. So that makes it easier to know, right. I know that this is going to happen. Not that. Yeah. There's a, I heard a great, I don't, I can't remember where I heard it now, but it's just like a really helpful phrase of, um, you're not the voice in your head. You're the one listening. Hmm. Oh wow, that's really cool. who's who was that? I can't remember where I heard it. Probably some podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a really but good it's, quote. It's really helpful if you're like, if you if you're having strange thoughts, you can get it can become like a, a like a a feedback loop of you're like, oh, why did I think that? I shouldn't have thought that. Whereas if you could yeah. just if you take a step back and it's like that's not me, that's just a voice in my head. I'm the one that is reacting to it. It can yeah, help like, you with that. Like if you're having intrusive thoughts. Yeah, so I was going to say is intrusive thoughts like they're they're like the scariest thing in the world when you don't yeah. know what they are. You're like, what because that? why did I think about murdering someone? Why do exactly. I think, why do I think about you, raping someone? Why am I such a bad person? Like, oh then, crap! Yeah, then you start going down that pathway. Yeah, and you like, just go start yeah. a spiral, and then and it just like the sense of impending doom that just starts to overwhelm your whole body and feeling. That's 
Essentially, as as it goes, I like I didn't I used to, I still would have quite bad intrusive thoughts, but I used to have them way worse before I had to, like learn at all how to deal with them. Yeah, they're fucking, they were so terrifying. They caused panic attacks because I had no idea what they were, no idea how to deal with them. It was fucking. Yeah. and then and then you find out what they are, and it's really interesting now to look back on them because if you recognize what they are, it's like really easy to. Well, it's not that's really easy, but you can learn to just brush them off. You know, like sometimes yeah. I'd have a, sometimes I have a bad thought, even stuff like, oh, like, you know, parents are going to die. And it's like, I know they are. Everyone is like, it's, that's just a yeah. thought. That's like, it's almost mm-hmm. like, it's almost like your mind's trying to make you uncomfortable for, for some yeah. reason. <laughs> it's just like, you're having a good day. Do you remember the time you nearly shit yourself in class? <laughs> <laughs> what is that tied to the, um, call of the void in a way? Oh yeah, the um. Well, actually, I know the last cancer saying she was like, she asked me like at the time was it suicidal and said no. She was like, um, um, that whole like call it a void and like or like a death wish. That's actually still very common for people, but they reckon that like that's not necessarily maybe tied to thing. It's just kind of a weird. It's it's a phenomenon that like people have. Yeah, it could be like it could it's be like. like it's, it's like an outlet for stress if you're driving, being like, just fucking crash this car right now, like, fuck this. Yeah, for, if people don't know what we're talking about, it's like whenever you're driving and you have an to veer into oncoming traffic, or if you're uh, standing up somewhere high and you've got an urge to jump off, that's, yeah. there, the, there's like a French word for it, which translates to call of the void. Mm. Which is um, like, a, yeah, it's a fair... It's a, Basically, the well, the way I understood that is like, it's like you're whenever you are, for example, standing on a high building, you you automatically know not to jump off, mm. but then your brain like doesn't know understand where that thought came from, so it co- comes up with a opposing thought to make sense of it. It's almost That's like you have, it's like you have to think, uh, maybe I should jump off this, so that it makes sense of the thought going like, no, don't do that. Oh, so so it's like a, like a, re- a reaction to it of being like yeah, this. It's like an an instinctual reaction is to not do that, but it's like it's so instinctual that your brain is like it doesn't make sense of it. Mm. Yeah, so it makes it yeah, it's hard it, it's hard for your brain to comprehend, which is yeah. like kind of why which is what a lot of intrusive thoughts can be, I suppose. As well, which you, I can see. How yeah, you, that's what I was thinking. I was like, know? yeah, it's like everything's going fine, and then you just have like a but remember. <laughs> But, but remember, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I wonder. They could be. I wouldn't say they're linked, but I just know that there's like differences because, like, the whole kind of death wish thing in the Call of the Void. I don't think is not exactly well, wish, not not exactly. Related, but they would be like, like that's not like a sign of being like possibly having suicidal thoughts. Like they're different. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it could be obviously a segue into them. But yeah, who knows. Who knows? Not me, because I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> well, um, you mentioned what was it? The second episode of that midnight? What's it called? Midnight broadcast? Midnight gospel? Midnight gospel? Midnight gospel? You said mm. it talked about uh, death. I watched yeah. uh, Afterlife there. Oh, is that the one with Ricky Gervais? Yeah, I've heard that's quite good actually. Yeah, so I watched the first, I rewatched the first season whenever I found out that season two was out. Mm. And season one is phenomenal. It's brilliant. Really? Yeah, really, really good. Like, even the second time around, I like put it on 
um, I think like last Monday night or maybe last Sunday night and watched two episodes and then the next day I just watched the rest of it. It's like so, <laughs> it's just that good. It's like, and the first time I watched it, I remember I was like, I think I was like hungover or sick or something. I was just lying in bed and I heard about it and I just watched the six seasons in one go lying in my bed before before getting out of bed <laughs> last year or whatever <laughs> it came out. It's just like, it's yeah. so you just get sucked in, but it's really good. And again, I noticed some stoic phrases and ideolo- ideologies in there. Oh. Yeah, I, I can it's imagine. Everywhere, man. Yeah, I can definitely imagine Ricky Gervais being like that, though. Like, yeah, but it's just got some really good, like, really wise kind of um, ideas in it mm. for people with like uh, dealing with grief or like even feeling suicidal. His character is. You haven't seen it at all. No. Really, really good. It's basically his wife dies, and he is just a big depressed mess, and he doesn't know how to continue on with his life after her life oh i just got it <laughs> so it's so he's in the afterlife <laughs> <laughs> which is regular life but it's yeah. after her life <laughs> so he so his his wife's alive <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then why is it called afterlife now <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, unfortunately, I cannot um, give the season two the same review. I'm oh, sad really? to say, yeah. But like, was it still good, or was it just like not as good, or was it? Ah, uh, just was pointless. It just didn't do anything. Just didn't like, add to it, like. Yeah, if I hadn't rewatched the first season, I might have enjoyed it because I might have enjoyed going back to everyone. Mm. But. Uh, my recommendation would be to just watch season one again <laughs> and not bother. Like it doesn't, by the time it gets to the end, it just is in the same place where it started pretty much. It like, it doesn't so have it, the same. So it, it doesn't really like achieve anything then? No. And it doesn't have the same emotional heft either. There's mm-hmm. like, there's cheap emotions whenever, like I find myself welling up because there's times where Ricky Gervais cries, but sure, like, that's because a grown man crying is just the saddest thing in the world. <laughs> I actually remember Freya said something really funny about that before. She said that, like, because especially on nights out and stuff, like, women are more likely to, like, say, cry or something. So that people usually get really uncomfortable whenever a man cries because it must be something serious. Yeah. It's because it's so rare. It's because it's built into I, us to, like... I think there's just something, especially with, like, a, a middle-aged man or, like, an older man, there's something about that you're just like, oh. Yeah, like something, something terrible has happened. Yeah. yeah. Something dreadful or awful has happened. Like, that's it's, it's just what I would think. Like, I'd get very uncomfortable. I'd be like, what do I do? But, like, at the end of the first season, I had, like, tears in my eyes again. And they're, they're just way more earned. Mm. And this one, I just felt, I don't know. It doesn't need season two. Like, I... Like, even before I watched it, I was like, I don't know how this is going to, like, add to what it's already done. Yeah, and because it's, it, it, it didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, the, first, the six episodes of season one are, are perfect, like. Hmm. It's one of those shows that probably just did too well in its first season then, so it was kind of like. Yeah, just got renewed. Couldn't say no to the money. Yeah. 
I, w- I do like it because I think it is a lot better, definitely, when at least they have a clear outline of what they're doing, like, because then they, things are always tidied up. Yeah. Nicer, and usually they don't go back. Or if they do go back, like, it's only like half the main cast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like, um, I remember really hating um, Kick Ass 2. You what? You didn't like it, so you could have Yeah, I remember, I remember there was stuff in it that I felt like it, it undermined the first one. Mm. And this, like, this is virgin on that. But then, um, kind of made the ending of the first season feel a bit worse or something. There's, I just know that, like, I kind of preferred the ending in the movie, even though it's like kind of more of the first one. I know definitely more like in a normal Hollywood movie, but the compared to the comic, because uh, like the comic, it's like what he. So in the movie, he admits to the girl that he isn't gay, and he gets her. Isn't it? Okay, I can't remember. Yeah, and then the comic, he admits to the girl that he's gay, and her boyfriend beats him up, and then, <laughs> and then for being gay, no, for for lying, I don't know. But then, right. he, oh, he, he admits has, he isn't gay. Sorry. Yeah, he admits he isn't gay. So yeah, and then he has a wank over a video of her <laughs> giving her boyfriend a blowjob that she sent to him, and it's like. What like that's like that's like I know I know obviously it's kind of an anti comic book and it's supposed to be about a comic book nerd trying to be a superhero and all and it's like that's probably very American teenage boy nerdy but it's just kind of like like I, I thought it was funny at the time but I'm just like what the hell now <laughs> that's, that's kind of Mark Miller's work though like all his stuff he all his his comics which is like fucking Kingsman and Wanted I'm pretty sure as well they're all like very trying to be uh, I don't know edgy I suppose. This was you just reminded me there. Sorry. I watched a really good video by Nerdwriter on the. Uh, is it Mr. Marvel? Do Mr. You know Marvel. This, do you know this character? Yeah, Mr. Marvel. Like, do you mean like? Well, I'm thinking of Captain Marvel now. Mr. Marvel. Yeah, the story was um, whenever um, Captain Marvel was coming out. Um, there was a law in Britain where they couldn't import uh, American comic books. So yeah. there was a British comic book company that just adapted the the comic. I think they basically just copied the comic and released them as their under their own publication or whatever. Mm. And then things got complicated because that law got lifted. And then there was also the stuff with Captain Marvel um, and Marvel. I think that must have tied in somewhere as well yeah did they call him I think it was Mr. Marvel I could be wrong there's also Marvel Man maybe it was uh, Marvel Man Marvel yeah. Man yeah. Marvel Man that's what it was yeah. I, think he, I think he got other names then later on oh probably yeah I'm trying to think yeah, so, so because the, the American comics were being sold in England that company made turned him into Marvel Man and then continued the story and it was like Instead of being a kid, he was a reporter. And instead of Shazam, he said Kazam or something like something similar. <laughs> yeah, just something different. <laughs> but then uh, Alan Moore adapted it like years later. Did mm. you know this? Yeah, no, I do know this because I do know Marvel Man. I actually haven't read it, but I know Alan Moore because then also Neil Gaiman wrote it. Uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel Man as well. Or it became Miracle oh, really? Man. Answer. I yeah. Miracle Man. That was the other name he had then. Yeah. Yeah, so after, so that was kind of after Alan Moore's time at a certain point. And then I don't know, I can't remember exact years, but then I know Neil Gaiman would have then taken over from him. Cause I, know, I didn't know that part of the story now. 
that that was whenever he became Marvel Man. Yeah, because he would be quite a kind of old school kind of famous one, but it's kind of famous as well because like like Alan Moore probably would have had him in the eighties, which is in one. You know, obviously it's fucking Alan Moore. Like I've yeah, and it was it was before he did his other famous work. Before. It's kind of what he he's kind of what he did. It might have been around the time of him doing like Saga the Swamp thing as well, which he I think that was in the early eighties. Can't remember exactly when, but like they're like so like the Saga the Swamp thing and like Miracle Man stuff. I think are all very like critically like very highly rated. They're all like yeah. uh, you know considered classic Alan Moore work. Yeah, and so that's why a lot so of it's popular. Story. A lot of it's yeah. what he basically went on to do in um, Watchmen. Then yeah, it's kind of like the, the proto Watchmen. Yeah. Mm, it was like the practice of like trying to take apart uh, comics, yeah. <laughs> superhero comics. Speaking of Watchmen, did you watch the HBO series? No, actually, that's something I keep meaning to watch. Oh my parents, my, God. my parents watched it, and they said it was fucking fantastic. It is unbelievable. Mm. It's it's so good. And like Damon Lindelof isn't coming back for a second season. He yeah. was like, he was like, no, I've told the story I want. He was like, maybe they will, but like I'm. Yeah, he's um, basically I, he's like if someone else wants to, they can. But but like yeah. I told the story I want. That's I think he said something like that. He was like I told the story I wanted yeah. to tell. There's a great um, HBO have been doing this recently where they make like companion podcasts. They did it mm. for H for they did it for Chernobyl as well. Oh right. Yeah. So for the uh, Watchmen one, I think they did did they do Watchmen in like two episodes at a time or something. So it was like four episodes. Mm. Eight episode series. Am I right in saying that? I think so. Sounds right. <laughs> so it's like uh, they're talking to David Love and they go through the whole process of like the writer's room and everything, which is really, really good. Mm. But yeah, yeah, it's some of the best television I've seen in ages. Yeah, keep meaning to watch because I do have it all done. Uh, I do have it all um, because. I'll edit that. Well, it's Watchmen. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, yes, please, please do edit that. It's good. Like, yeah, let's just, <laughs> just take that. I'll just, I'll just repeat that. Yeah, because I really love Watchmen, like, and uh, I've, you know, so I've definitely watched the TV series. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I, I want to express how much I love it to you, but I also don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I, I'll just, I'll, I'll repeat what I heard, which didn't spoil it for me, but it did, um, sort of accurately prepare me for how good it was going to be mm. someone said that it improves upon the source material oh wow that's a very big compliment yeah that's a very very that's a very bold statement yeah <laughs> I, I think you'll agree once you get into it because mm. even when watching it i was like i don't know what he means by that but then i did <laughs> <laughs> I that's, just, all, I just... that's all i'll say about it until you've watched it but I just know that about the show anyway. I do know that there's certain things in there to do with like especially with like Hooded Justice and all, but they like show stuff like the Tulsa murders, which people yeah, didn't that's believe. How that's how it starts with like a true event, yeah. Yeah, but there yeah, but apparently like every single event in that like show to do with like uh I think with like black people getting oppressed is like all real events. <laughs> yeah. Something mad a... like that. Well yeah. It's um it, it, it's funny, like, how people were complaining because it was, like, political. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what Watchmen is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alan Moore was very political in a lot of his, like, writing and stuff. Like, what the hell? Like, Jesus Christ, Watchmen is entirely about fucking, like, 
Nixon, Reaganism, and fucking yeah, it's all Cold War, War and everything. Yeah, Cold War, America, uh, super fucking Doctor Manhattan is like the most on the nose metaphor for an atomic bomb if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah. He's growing bright blue and can destroy like fucking everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. <It's> like... yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just no. It's a superhero story. And then even, uh, like, a lot of superhero stories aren't political anyway, so... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that, that, I got, uh, that reminded me as well. Did you watch The Boys? Yes, I did watch the first season of Boys. Yeah. That's class. You know that's that written by a guy from... That's comics by, written by a guy from Northern Ireland. Oh, yeah? Yeah, ho- ho- from Hollywood or Hollywood, if I remember it, in Northern Ireland. Gareth Ennis, he also wrote Preacher. And he you wrote... What, wrote Preacher, did you say? Yeah, Preacher, which also is a TV show. Uh, I've actually been meaning to watch that. Have you? Did you watch that? Yeah, I watched the first season. It was quite good. There's yeah, I heard, the, I've heard it's really good. The um, I've read like the first fifty issues of the comic. I think in the comics, like the Gareth Ennis wrote quite a few comics. They're just like it's really like dark and brutal stuff. But he like there a lot of his stuff is very like very critically acclaimed. And hit Preacher series, like it's just it's hilarious, and some of it's just so. It's so dark and so funny. There's some stuff in the comics, and of course, is uh, the what is like best friend is like a hundred year old Irish fire vampire. Because <laughs> you know why not? <laughs> but it's it's very serious and dark. But uh, yeah, preacher's really good, and I really enjoyed the first season. I actually keep meaning to watch the second one. Yeah, I've heard very good things. Um, I was recommended to watch uh, Mister In Between. I think that's what it was called. Mister In Between. Yeah. I haven't heard that. Heard of that? Is that what it was called? Something like that. And off to Google to find out. <laughs> yeah, as a friend of mine, he's, he's, he's recommended me that to watch that a couple of times now. But he messaged me recently, just like really emphatically being like, you love this. You have to. <laughs> it's like, you'll love it even more than me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Relax. I'll give it a watch. <laughs> Is it Australian? Uh, might be. Yeah, I think there's a thing, Mister, in between here. Yeah, it's, it's an Australian black comedy crime drama. <laughs> yeah. There's another one. What else have I watched? Uh, I think that was it actually this week. I rewatched some of Community there. Oh, I haven't. Wait, well, I must have seen that soon. I've never actually finished Community though, because I think it's a, is it the fourth season? It's a bad season, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I got I got halfway through and they did like a musical puppet episode and I just couldn't, yeah couldn't couldn't take it. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to watch the fourth episode because they just retcon it in season five and they call it the gas leak year. Yeah, I, that's what I keep meaning to do because I, I do know that. But it's one of those things like I'd be I'd be pretty thrown up being like, no, I will watch I it know. all and then I was yeah, like. The- the first time I watched it, I did just watch the season just to get through it, just because I didn't want to miss out on anything. Yeah. But then when I rewatched it, like last, whenever the last time I rewatched it was, probably last year or the year before, mm. I did just skip it, and you don't miss anything. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I've heard. That they but just... I didn't watch. I didn't watch the last season of my rewatch. So when I rewatch it, I watch one, two, three, and five. Yeah. Season six was. I don't think I even finished season six the first time around. I think I gave up. Oh wow! But season five does get good again. But it's mm-hmm. also the season that um, Troy Childish Gambino leaves. Yeah, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. <laughs> Too many names. 
Yeah. Did you know apparently? That's been funny. Been funnier if his rap name was just Troy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you know he apparently whenever he was first doing stand up, like signing gigs, he used to write his name as Don Don Glover, but uh, he stopped doing that because he realized it was Don Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like I would have double down on that. Yeah, <laughs> if you're doing, if you're stand comedian as well, like it, it works. Yeah. anything? Uh, I've written down it onward. I watched that at some point. Onward. Oh, is that the one with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, the animated one? Yeah. yeah is it any good? Yeah, actually, I really liked it. Oh, it's that's it's Pixar, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I must give that a watch actually, because watch everything Pixar, because. I am an adult, and that makes me happy. Yeah. When, whenever, it all works out. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I, I want it to just all to work out and never really be that scary. <laughs> I I heard a, a um a review of it, and it's pretty much the same um review I would give that it's like it's not amazing, but the like the sort of climax is really rewarding like it's kind of mm. it's not like it's pretty good the whole time it's pixar you know it's very competently made but it's like not the best pixar movie ever but then yeah. towards the end it just it does give you that big emotional oh <laughs> it's yeah. very satisfying and yeah and you're like really rooting for the character like you're like thank yes it happened i knew it was gonna happen yeah, i'm really glad it happened it's very um <laughs> Yeah, this is really good. So if you're watch, if you do decide to watch it and you're not feeling it, just stick around for the end because it's worth it. Mm. That's my review. That's, that's my review. Stick around for the just, end. Just bloody go watch it, would you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say I'll give it a watch at some point, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think there's anything else. I don't think there's anything else I watched. Just kind of. Yeah. Be- yeah, I didn't get around to watching much this week. I was busy with setting up a stream and stuff like that. I was kind of, that's all I was really worried about. Yeah, busy week, in other words. Yeah. Um, I did much. I just, um, no, just still listening to Off to Be the Wizard and just kind of, I haven't really listened to much else this week, I don't think. I'm eventually going to start Null States. I was listening to some HP Lovecraft as well because, oh, yeah. You know, just to be, just, just to be, Passively racist. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, what we're supposed to talk about um, quantum entanglement and many worlds and all that. Hmm. That was one of the things we brought up last week to talk about. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the multiverse. Yeah. Schrodinger's cat. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Schrodinger himself, who ended up with like an Irish passport and like a wife, and then he tried to get his wife. Um, let him move a girlfriend in, and she was like, "No," and he was like, oh, "Come on, like just." <laughs> yeah. you're, you're on about that uh, last week. Yeah. So I actually it's... got a, I got a, an app here um, called Universe Split. Have you heard of this? No. So, um, have you got any uh, decisions you you can't seem to make your mind up on? Hmm. Yeah, you got oh, one. Oh, 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 have I got one? Sorry, if you've got one. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I probably do. Let me think about one. Anything that you just can't... Like anything that you, you could solve it by flipping a coin, but instead we'll use this. Basically, we can put in two options and we'll get an answer. 
Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Because I was thinking it would be uh, kind of two options thing. So I'm trying to think of something. What would it be? All right, then how about this? It could be like, because should I get up and try and exercise tomorrow? Or should I get up and try and read tomorrow? Okay. Even, so though, I'll probably, even though I'll probably do both, but I just that's one example I can think of. <laughs> I'll try to do both. <laughs> anyway. So exercise tomorrow or read tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, so I've got two options, in, and there's a button here that says split. Hmm. Split it. I'm hitting it. It says splitting. You got exercise tomorrow. Oof. So what happened there was um, this app. Hang on if I can get back to the fucking. Oh, here we go. So what happens is universe split follows Hugh Everett's interpretation of quantum measurement problem. The position of electrons, small particles that surround an atom behave differently when observed at the moment of observation. At the moment, sorry, at the moment of observation, Hugh Everett suggests that the electron doesn't decide to be in any particular place. Instead, the universe splits into multiple instances of a possible of all possible positions. Mm. So how this works is after you click split it, a call is made to a research lab that is a ready quantum measurement device. The device works by sending a photon through a semi-reflective mirror such that 50% of the time the photon goes straight through, 50% of the time it is reflected off. Actually, I don't think that's the right definition. I think according to the theory that is that the 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 photon will go both directions 100% of the time. Hmm. But we only find out. But what happens was, so, so according to the theory, you send this photon through and it'll be in both positions. But then what we find from measuring it, that it's actually in one or the other. Yeah. So, so by arbitrary assigning your options either a reflection or a straight pass, you can effectively determine which universe you're living in. So that means if you don't, you have to exercise tomorrow because in the other universe that we just created, you'll be reading. So I have to do that tomorrow. Yeah, or else you will cause the universe to end. Sorry about that. Because that's the universe well, that we're I'm, so- I'm sorry, everyone, because now that I've been told I need to exercise tomorrow, I'm having one of those moments of, I'm not going to. <laughs> well, I'm sure you, the you and the other universe is doing the same thing. Yeah, damn it, that <laughs> that, that that clever bastard. <laughs> uh, but what if I just do nothing? <laughs> it's like that's that's what he's gonna do. Fuck, bastard's always one step ahead. <laughs> so, basing your decision on the quantum measurement hypothetically allows you to split all of your options across universes. You still only. You will still only be aware of living in a single one of these universes while simultaneously existing in the other the other ones. So I stole that little uh, experiment from <laughs> um, what's up? What podcast called? Uh, this American Life. They oh, did right. that to start an episode. They did on quantum mechanics, and I just thought it'd be fun to do the same thing. Oh yeah. So uh, listen to that episode, everyone. Well, they did it slightly different. They did. They didn't do it about the idea they just did it on they did three stories kind of on the rough idea of like there being parallel universes mm. i think we are going to try and explain all that shit i was just talking about <laughs> okay <laughs> so thankfully i listened to a podcast today to use a episode of ologies do you ever listen to that no I might, have, I might have brought up before it's like ologies as in like biology you know like Oh, yeah, psychology or like yeah, yeah. Kind of so ology. Every episode, she gets a different ologist. 
like a, no, a right. specific. So I listened to the one I'd, I'd listened to it before, but I re-listened to it. It's called a Quantum Ontology, mm. which goes into all this here kind of stuff. And even though I'd listened to it before, listening today, I was still kind of like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like one of those ones. I probably, I could probably listen to it in a week time again. So it'll be like, ah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, because if you get um, if you get into all this here stuff, like you can get so mad, and some of the concepts are just incredible, and just it's so like hard to, hard to understand. Because I know there's like there can be like theoretical like mathematics and stuff, of course, like that. But yeah, if you well, have the well, info, oh sorry, you can go first. Well, I was just gonna say like the whole field is like the quantum ontology. We're just gonna try and stick to the idea behind there being uh, multiple infinite universes. Try and. Mm. Which I'm sure some people have heard before. Um, yeah, the multiverse series. Multiverse, if yeah. If you've seen Endgame, <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah. Probably the or most popular. Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's true. It's Rick and Morty, and a lot of Phil Kiddick stuff kind of deals with that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'd say the I'd say the easiest pop culture kind of reference is probably Rick and Morty these days, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be Rick and Morty. Because yeah. because that's because every episode is simply about. That really, they, you know, yeah. I don't say every episode they go into a different universe of some sort. Yeah, like there's an episode in the most recent season where they keep jumping universes and everything's Hitler or everything, everyone's Nazi. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you brought up Schrodinger, he was the one that um, came up with the idea that particles behave as waves until they are observed right yeah so that was that was the start of it so when the podcast has ended the day the way they described it was like um to to measure um where a particle is in 3d space you need an infinite amount of data like dots on a graph and when you when you graph all those it becomes a wave but when you observe it, that waveform collapses and it becomes a particle again. Yeah. So then he came up with the Schrodinger's cat experiment, which is the idea that you have... So basically, oh, there's the idea of superposition. I need to talk about that first, don't I? Mm. Where it says that... so. Okay, it's been a while since I did science, but around <laughs> around atoms there are subatomic particles, mm-hmm. and they basically superposition means that they are in different places around that atom until you look at it and see exactly where it is. Yeah. So the super, superposition means it's theoretically in all of those positions. Mm. And then for the Schrodinger's cat. Okay, it's starting to get complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's all like it's because all like quantum physics and stuff like that. Like, yeah, as you're saying, you haven't done science in a while. Realistically, I probably should have been saying this stuff. <laughs> you could. Well, I, I'm 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 hoping you'll jump in whenever I go off the <laughs> off the rails. Uh, I'm gonna have to think. I haven't done. I'm, I'm more of a chemist, but that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in the Schrodinger's cat, you have a particle. In, you have a re- radioactive particle that can decay at any given time. Mm. And then you have a detector in there that detects radiation. And when that detector detects radiation, it will break a vial of poison and kill the cat that is in the box. 
So how this comes together is the superposition. If the particle can be decayed or not decayed at the same time, then the cat becomes entangled in that because its life depends on whether it is in one position or the other. Yeah. So basically, if you're saying that the particle exists in two different positions, then that means the cat, because it's entangled, is also alive and dead, which is impossible. Yeah, but then also, if you were to, like, if this cat is in a box, if you were to open the box and you observe the cat and you see whether it is alive or dead, then you've also collapsed the function. Yeah. So, the but the re, that's where, that's how it starts, the whole, like, thing starts to make less sense because, like, if you open the box and the cat's dead, dead, then it was dead or dying in the moments before you opened the box. It wasn't, a, like... And then if the if the cat is alive, then it wasn't dead before you open the box or less alive. Yeah. So that's where the the theory. Well, it's not even theory. It's real. It's real that this happens to subatomic particles, but it mm. can't be. Um, the cat can't be half dead or half alive. Yeah. It's it's and just like we did. So you, I quantum entangled you <laughs> using that app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and then the idea is that like all these decisions, so, oh sorry, go back to Hugh Everett who was brought up in the description of that app. Mm. He, do you know how he came up with his idea? No. Um, so I think Schrodinger came up with his thing in the 20, 1920s and then yeah. Hugh Everett in the 1950s was having a drunken argument with a fellow student, I think it was. <laughs> and so that he said, oh, maybe it's Schrodinger just all the time. So what he was, that's what he, his thing was. Um, the cat is alive and dead at the same time, but it's just in two different dimensions. And we're yeah. in one and they're, then they're in another. So that's how he explained it being both, because it can't be simultaneously both. So he explained it by saying the universe splits into another universe, which we're not aware of where the opposite is happening. And that's yeah. why that makes sense. But then you can play that out and that there like can go on and on hmm. from for every single that action you do. That becomes like, everything you do, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the thing like if you um say if say if that um particle is likely to um decay with it in like around half an hour's time, mm-hmm. that means if you open the box around fifteen minutes time, then the cat is more likely to be alive. So then that complicates things further. So there's like different uh, probabilities and all this here mm, different like it's not just 50, it stops being 50 50 it could become other options and all this here and it's like yeah yeah but it's really interesting i always like to love the idea of like alternate dimensions or like kind of yeah. like multiverse because of that and like with an infinite possibility but this is like what because i remember hearing before about like the idea of like alternate dimensions and alternate realities and like and there's a guy, I think it was called like, he's a theoretical mathematician or something like that, but he was on about that because if there's an infinite number of realities and then each one of these realities has their own infinite possibility of numbers existing but then some realities although they could have infinite numbers, have less infinite numbers than other realities which is a very confusing statement that I still don't really understand (laughs) (laughs) but he was going on, he was all going on about like because each, real, each reality, you could almost say that because whenever you 
if whenever you split and you create the new that that's almost it's following the same set of rules but it's a new set of rules sort of for that and as they verge off onto different paths they're kind of they're they're following their own path and then that's how things can change it was it got very confusing but I remember hearing about it like i remember i was watching something about it i was talking to somebody about it i was like this is just fucking wild like <laughs> yeah this, there's I mean, a there's a, I like there. I remember like reading somewhere, someone is like, oh, if there's an infinite amount of reality, if the infinite multiple dimensions or infinite dimensions exist, then that means that there's a reality where they don't. Yeah. Which it isn't how it works. Yeah. <laughs> infinite infinite realities doesn't mean infinite outcomes. Like you mm. could t- we could technically have infinite realities, but they're all this one. Yeah. <laughs> Every single different dimension is all exactly like this. Yeah. So it's, it's fun to think about it that way. It's like, oh, yeah, infirmities do exist, but it's just this one over and over yeah. and over again. <laughs> yeah, in many different ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, I like to think about that in like, uh, so like, um, if there are infinite realities, does that like, uh, the way I like to think about it, then that means the one that we're currently experiencing is the is the best outcome. Not for any reason, oh. just because it's like a nice way to think about it. It's like, oh, you're probably doing worse than all the other outcomes. Because like, yeah. how do you, how do you just how does like how does it decide which one you're experiencing? It. Mm. But then maybe, I come... the one, maybe you automatically experience the one that you do best, and like everyone, every individual is in the reality that has the best outcome for them. Maybe it's just wishful that's thinking. A, yeah, that's a nice way to look at it. But then maybe, then you can also go with it. Maybe the people that are having the worst outcomes in this are having the best outcomes. Well, they well, I suppose they have to somewhere else. Yeah, they're experience, They're having a better one than some other one. Yeah, that bastard getting everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Just, like I know, like when I would talk to me about stuff like that when I was younger, but like I suppose like a lot of that stuff's like I love this study some of that stuff i didn't like so physics would probably be what i was least good at science wise yeah. that's the thing so but a lot of it's really interesting now when i was just more of a, like into i was just better at biology and chemistry yeah unfortunately <laughs> yeah i was too but like theoretical physics is just where it gets wild like yeah it's class <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so out there like it's yeah. like whenever it's like so whenever it becomes really, really massive, weird ideas that just don't even seem doesn't seem like they should be involved with like science. <laughs> yeah, it's weird too. Like, just the like the multi or multi universe thing might not be true, mm. but the thing is that particle thing is true. Like that's such a weird, unexplainable thing that well, we haven't explained it yet anyway. Mm. So like, it kind of it lets you go down this path of like, what if there's internet realities? Because so many crazy things do happen. Like the laws of physics are wild. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be true. And that's just like, it's, yeah, it's just fun to like, but like I always, in that. In that. But that, like I always think like one of the absolutely maddest concepts I will still always get is uh, the whole time dilation thing like i still fucking find it unbelievable that you know the closer you go to uh the speed of light like so molecules move differently and they're affected by time differently so you know like that whole thing if you travel at like close to speed of light 
uh, or like th- or like through space and like the whole thing about wormholes is that like you can time will pass for you that could be like four months and it's been like 50 years here or something yeah. like i still find that one of the most insane concepts yeah, that's that another ever. thing that is real like yeah if you, if you it's, were it's, if you were on top of mount everest time would be traveling a different way because you are further away from the core and therefore rotating faster like things like that it's just like yeah what? But yeah, but like that's real. Like that sounds like these things, that yeah, sounds these like things. science fiction. Like, <laughs> but that's that's how it works because yeah. we think the thing we think is um, the same is not. It's because space and time are intertwined. Yeah, but we think uh-huh. time should be this constant, and we discovered it isn't, which is just crazy. I know, and then I always I always love ones that like you know I can't remember was it Einstein's one of Einstein's theories was proved. After he died, I think it was, the most famous one is relativity, but I can't remember now. But he, the whole reason was is that oh yeah, he, there was like other ones to do with like oh he predicted that we'd find particles too, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. He predicted we'd find particles, but he 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 had an equation and he had like or or what did, he, what did I say there a formula or either way he the reason he got it wrong is because he took the universe as being static, but because it's constantly expanding, um. And because whenever he, it, it turns out he was right, it was just at the time that we just didn't have the instruments to say that he yeah. was right. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's, oh, it's fucking insane shit like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. Oh. Good old, good old quantum physics. And then. Yeah, it's madness. Yeah, that's just madness. <laughs> I don't think there's any good uh, stories. Is there any good stories? to do with multi-worlds or do you mean like in real life or <laughs> no i just mean like any good sci-fi stuff that ties into that good sci-fi stuff oh there definitely would be um Ubik, have you read ubik by philip k dick no uh that would definitely be one of those things because like time it's like oh it's that's very good but that's very much so that like and it like people can be stored at like half life, and then sort there can be sort of in like a communal almost like afterlife place. But then this guy goes in, but like a lot of that story is very good. But it's like um, him, like it's like the guy goes through, and like time keeps changing, and like he had like Ubik is a bottle or a spray, and then as he goes on, it becomes like uh, something in a jar, and then it becomes like you know just ingredients sort of a thing. But it's that's very good alternate kind of realities tale. And then what else would be alternate? Not two androids. It's definitely in one. I definitely know something. I feel like that's a very hard concept to do though. Yeah, I had an idea like that that thing I was saying to you about um like it being your best reality. I had an idea to try and make that into a story and I was trying to like I don't know, trying to work out how to do it. Yeah. It's like maybe where a, a guy would end up in in his best reality. Like, you know, he'd end up in another reality where he's doing really well or something. Mm. And it'd be this, like, conflict where there's two of the people in the same reality or something. It's like trying to... I mean, I've, I said that in a previous podcast where I was, like, trying. I'm trying to, like... When I have these weird little thoughts, it's like, oh, try and process them and through a story to see what happens. Mm, yeah, like, because I know I, keep, I had a story idea ages ago of, like, the idea of... Pretty much my idea of just, it was kind of like the adventure of like, what if, say, what if, say, this guy, for some reason, we find out that whenever he sleeps, 
like he just he like he wakes up in like a different reality but it starts at very subtle because if you take realities instead of like because there's maybe like an idea that you know atoms like electrons floating around them like empty space like what if that empty space was an empty space but there are just atoms vibrating at a different frequency that we can't detect and so essentially whenever he falls asleep his molecules just he for some reason vibrates at a different wavelength and he ends up in a new reality but as he does it every other version of himself does it so they end up passing through each reality but what i was thinking about mm. it inst- instead of everything going around like what if they were like links in a chain so it starts off with very subtle changes you know he comes home and like they say his dog's a different color you know very simple like that but then they could yeah. go to some some very drastic changes like it's like the idea of like him like waking up in like a war zone what would that be like but he, he can't like i was just kind of i was just kind of Thought it'd be interesting that way because then I also thought that if he came, because he could just pull, you could just pull it like he meets like a what looks like to be like an older version of himself, but he's not an older version of himself. He's just like more well traveled at like a nexus of realities, and he's like, oh, you can, you can get home. What it is is that we're vibrating on a different every time we go to sleep, our molecules vibrate a different wavelength, and we end up in a new reality. And then that kind of whole point is like that's the kind of explanation of the story. But then it's like, or at least that's what makes sense in this reality. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what makes sense. That's what I know. <laughs> Fucking, I could be completely kinda, wrong. It's it like, kind of reminded me of um, when you're talking about the vibration uh, about tunneling. Have you heard of this? It's like uh, a, quantum, no. a quantum thing that happens. And they're talking about the podcast again. The way they said it was like if you put your hand on the table, mm. it's not going to go anywhere because it's solid. But there is a probability that it will go through that solid table. Uh, but oh, because yeah. it's a big a big thing, it, the probability is low, basically zero. Mm. But when it comes to quantum um, particles, they it happens all the time. They constantly are going through solid, traveling through solid things. Mm. And it's like one of the reasons that the sun is able to shine is through this quantum um, event or whatever you want to call it. Mm. That's, um, that's quantum tunneling. I actually yeah. have heard of that now that she said it. Just saying that looks smart. I'm doing. <laughs> have you heard of the Mandela effect? Uh, yeah, the Mandela effect. I've definitely heard of that. Hold on. What is that again? So this is the theory that um, I remembered it whenever I was uh, thinking about this um, many oh, words theory. Mm. The way I remembered it was like, I remember just hearing about the Bernstein Bears. This is one of them. It's like everyone collectively remembers the Bernstein bear or the Bernstein bears as being spelled Bernstein, S-T-E-I-N. But yeah. then someone discovered that it's spelled A-I-N and everyone, like the internet, it's an like internet phenomenon. Yeah. And everyone oh. collectively is like, what the hell? Like when did it change so, their name? So basically the idea is that like um, we're, there was a, at some point we switched universes into one where um, the, this minor detail changed and that's why everyone collectively remembers the same thing which isn't which when you look it up appears to be untrue yeah which is I guess just tell you how f- or essentially false memories or kind yeah. of well that's the the real the proper theory yeah yeah but I get what you mean yeah but that's what it is is that so it's that because our realities somehow got entangled themselves or some of it seeped over from one another then if you go for the quantum tunneling and if all the time these molecules go through each other, who's to say that they didn't pass through each other? Hmm. Yeah. Mm, there's some big thoughts for you, huh? There's like, also... Oh, we're there's melting. Also, <laughs> there's also an idea 
of um it's to do with a simulation so like um one a, a glitch in the code then yeah it's like someone <laughs> accidentally deleted something and that's why we can't like find it or whatever fucking interns first day in the job <laughs> uh, yeah i was like, so i, I thought it'd be i thought it'd be fun to go through um some of the mandela effects and see if they see if, if they like resonate with us yeah okay yeah I'll do that so I got a list here of 40 Mandela effect examples that will blow your mind. Unreal. So, so where it gets his name from is Nelson Mandela's death. And it's like people distinctly remember him dying in prison in the 80s. Yeah, it's like that did not happen. <laughs> he got yeah. out of prison to become the president. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, people like have the same shared memory of like the scene as, remember his wife giving like a, heartfelt speech and all this here and i was wondering about this because i like i remember having some kind of memory of this when i was young like in the 90s so yeah so well isn't there something to do that with like 9 11 or something that people say something like but like another plane or where the plane hits or i can't remember something to do with like 9 11 with the mandela effect as well but that's because that was an inside job but like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, there was something like I remember I'm trying to remember why I would have known about Nelson Mandela. He got or he got released from the prison in the nineties, is that maybe that's why? Yeah, it would have been was, he, it was it was he was definitely present and I think by nineteen ninety eight he okay. was maybe it was maybe like he was when was the parasite like he it was yeah, at, no. at least mid eighties, I think, when apartheid and stuff was ended. Like, but I think in the nineties became president. Yeah, I was just trying to make sense of it because I was like, maybe something else happened. But then, I'm, but maybe that's what I'm remembering is like I'm getting out mm. or something. Yeah, yeah, so, you yeah, can remember. So that one doesn't. Like, I don't remember him being. I don't remember him dying. I don't remember that because, like, as it says in the eighties, I wasn't. If I remembered that, that'd have been very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> being born in the 90s yeah. but I was trying to make sense of it I was like did something else happen in the, in the but I don't know mm-hmm. yeah I don't know about that one there's one which won't really work for us which is uh, Jif peanut butter it's called Jif not Jiffy I think that's an American thing I don't I'm not familiar with wait Jiffy. what no, I have no idea <laughs> who um, Looney Tunes it's spelled T-U-N-E-S, not T-O-O-N-S. Uh, no, I knew that. Bernstein, Bernstein, that's another one. That one seems to be pretty easy to understand, just the fact that, like, Bernstein, or Steen is, like, a more common ending to a name, so your brain kind of... Yeah, it's filled in the blank, sort auto, of. Autocorrects it, yeah. Mm. Autocorrects it, yes. Um, <laughs> what about, um, you know, Curious George? Yeah. Does he have a tail or no tail? He has a tail. He does not have a tail. Fuck. That's funny, he had a tail. <laughs> yeah, again, I think that's like... Um, so basically, yeah, sorry, you mentioned false memories earlier. That's basically what the common consensus is, is what happened, what's happening. And mm. that's what, like... Uh, I heard people talk about this recently, too, and it's like, that's kind of the, the more interesting thing about this theory, not that it's some weird conspiracy or whatever it's more that like it shows how malleable and susceptible our brain is to misremember and have 
memories implanted. But basically, yeah. the, the theory of that one is pretty simple. You remember that he's a monkey, so you assume he has a tail, but he never had a tail. Mm. Um, is it what's that? What's that show where they have sex and there's a city? <laughs> it's sex and the city. Yeah, apparently some people remember it as sex in the city. No, yeah, because I've heard that a lot. I don't know why. I don't know why I know why it's sex yeah. and the city, but I just do know. I do. I remember when I was younger, I thought it was sex in the city. Yeah. But I also just remember then finding out there was sex and the city, and I didn't have any kind of existential breakdown. I was like, all right, I just had the name wrong. What? what? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. It's actually tied to ego again. This, I think, it's like. Oh no, I'm not wrong. The world just changed into a different reality. Yeah. That's what happened here. Well, as I said, because I'm pursuing this um, narcissism, like I know I can't be wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, so like, fuck trying the to. The weird thing about you is, like, even in all the other realities exist, you're still never wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and these infinite possibilities of there being realities. There was once a theory right, that, that. Yeah, there was once a theory that I could be wrong, and then I realized. That's not right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a shit joke. <laughs> but um, um, there's one with the, the the Febreze having a double e in it, but apparently it's spelled F E B R E Z E. No double oh, really? e in the middle. Yeah. Jesus, I would have thought double e. Yeah, I thought it was freeze. <laughs> yeah. Apparently not. There Oscar Mayer, Oscar Mayer. We don't. This isn't relevant to us. No idea. Uh, the spell of Skechers. S K E T C H E R S. There is no T. <laughs> what? <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Again, that's just an. That's how it should be spelled, kind of. Yeah, it's because it's the brand name, but I'm spelling yeah. it more like yeah. Um, Fruit Loops is spelled F R double O T L double O P S. And not F R U I T, like the fruit. Oh. Never really, I don't think we have that here anyway, do we? I don't think so either. Oh, yeah, this is a famous one <laughs> Henry VIII's turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> what? For some reason, people distinctly remember this portrait showing the King of England wielding a turkey leg. <laughs> I think I know it. Well, I'm going to get some wrong, but I, I I can picture an image really well. <laughs> yeah, so there's a picture of him, and he's holding like a little uh, brown glove in his right hand. Yeah. But people seem to remember that he has a turkey leg in it for whatever reason. <laughs> I'm, guessing this is just, I'm guessing this is because it's like he's a fat guy. Yeah, and I'm kind of thinking it's hilarious because like, I imagine... I wonder... What do you think about it now? I imagine the turkey leg is very... <laughs> cartoonish in like shape and drawing like you know you've yeah. got like the bone and then just the kind of curve of the leg you know if they were doing it like in a painting and here the turkey leg would be very realistic I, not just a fucking <laughs> yeah i'm wondering if uh if there was some kind of parody at some point or maybe even a cartoon like a, like the simpsons or something you'd yeah, think that maybe the simpsons or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> that like that did some kind of parody of the picture and that's what people are getting mixed up with yeah but became more popular. It or... does seem like an obvious, like, it's like you just change this picture of a fat man to have a turkey leg in it, and there you yeah. go. That just makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a very obvious joke. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, what about this one? Does the Monopoly man have a monocle? 
no. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. I had to think about that. Yeah. But I kind of felt, I kind of felt like it was gonna be like yes is the obvious answer though. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? like, you, you automatically think yes. I think most people do. Yeah. But um, and even I'm looking at the screen and there's a picture of him with the monocle and without, and both look fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because he's just supposed to be well, a rich guy. That's it. Like, yeah. just <laughs> and for this one, people think it's the mix up between. Yeah, I mean, the Planters Peanut Company mascot, Mr. Peanut, and he did wear a monocle. I think at a top hat and a monocle as well. All right, so he was a rich peanut, and uh, they confuse him for the rich Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you describe Pikachu's tail for me? Oh, it's like jagged with like a black tip. Black on the end? Yeah. No. Really? It's there's brown down towards the part where it joins Pikachu's body. Yeah. But yeah, this one. It's yeah, yellow. The, it's yellow. Yeah, there's no black. This this has the picture here of the black tip like you described, but the yeah. actual one is it's brown where it meets the body, and then it's yellow up until the end. Oh, but right. It's got, he's got yellow and the or sorry, he's got black tips on his ears. Hmm. hmm I didn't think uh, that that it's one didn't. Black. For me, I remember that one clearly. I can't believe because you know I would have watched Pokemon when I was younger, and you know that yeah. came out. Like that shit was like fifty episodes a season. You didn't watch that once a week. You watched that every single day yeah. for weeks on end. <laughs> like I mean, the Game Boy games and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like way over the top. <laughs> okay, this one got me. Kit Kat hyphen or no hyphen? Kit Kat. Yeah. No hyphen? Yeah, there's no hyphen. I thought there was a hyphen. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I knew that one. No, I don't know why. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I just didn't imagine it was a hyphen, with a hyphen for some reason. No, uh, I did. But I think that one probably is confusion with Coca-Cola. Ah, oh, right, yeah. It's a red packet, double K sound, and it, it's it has, it has a barrel name. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Um, this is a, an interesting one I think this isn't actually a Mandela effect this one uh, the Fruit of the Loom logo there people remember it having a brown cornucopia behind the fruit mm. but I, that's, I don't think that is a Mandela effect it's just an old logo that it had the cornucopia behind it oh right yeah because I found evidence of it and yeah so it was, that, yeah, that so one. it's just that they updated their logo and someone's yeah, like, that's that one's not that. real. Yeah. There's a cheese it, cheese it's people remember cheese it with a Z yeah. at the end, but um I don't think this one's gonna resonate. Are you familiar with double stuff, are you? Not really. <laughs> well, the does the stuff only has one F at the end, people think it has two. It just sounds like you're trying to save money on like packaging. <laughs> There's this one about Mona Lisa's smile. Apparently, people think that she used to have more of a smile than now she doesn't. Oh yeah, no, that's re- that's a really famous one actually. Yeah, I know that, yeah. but it's everyone because that's like a whole thing. Mona Lisa's smile, but yeah. it, it's not real. <laughs> also, the Mona Lisa isn't that impressive, and it's very small. Mm. <laughs> Just for, it's only for fam- anyone, it's, it's only famous because it's like uh, someone tried to steal it, right? Yeah, probably, and then. I think it's supposed to be well. It's just because it's Leonardo Da Vinci as well. Like it's gonna any of his stuff is gonna yeah. be like constantly looked at. 
actually mm. uh, heard or saw an interesting video on. Do you know that? Um, is it the Venus de Milo statue? Oh, you don't like no arms. Yeah, the reason that's so famous is because um, the um, museum that uh, had it, they lied about when it um, was made. Oh, really? <laughs> so it was. Yeah, it was after. It was after World War Two. After one of the world wars, um, a lot of museums had to give back certain statues or something. Anyway, there the statue should have a plinth on it that would like that would date it, but the plinth is mysteriously missing. So they reckon what happened. I don't know if this is one hundred percent confirmed, but mm-hmm. I think it is actually. Basically, they find they got the statue and they broke that off, so you couldn't date it. So they they dated it to a different. They dated it older than it actually was. So oh, they, right. so it affected whether they were allowed to display it or something like that. They were trying to get more money or something, probably. Yeah, but it was something I to do with. I think they had a return. I think it was to do with um, during some one of the wars, they like um, art got dispersed through different countries, and then depending on what era it was from, they had to be returned it. So they lied about when that was from, so they could keep it. Oh, all right. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. I just I know I know the scream. You know the scream. It's like the most stolen painting in the world. I think. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Actually, if it gets stolen now, they um, it's like it's like a thing. Like they will not pay a ransom for it. It will be like like I think like one time it got stolen and like ten years later it was just like given back. Like they just like left it back or something weird, something weird like that. Or they've been the boys like it's been stolen like so many times. Like the first time or something like a ransom was paid for it, and then they were like. Well, this is just going to keep going on. So it was just, nope. It was missing for years, I think, as well. <laughs> like, just because people stole it. Um, um, back to these Mandela effects. Um, oh. So, you're a Star Wars fan, right? Yeah. It's no, I am your father. He doesn't say Luke. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not this one. This one is about C three PO. Oh right, oh, it's a silver leg. Yeah, people yeah. don't remember that. I think that one's probably because, like, isn't there a big deal at the end of one of the episodes, or is it the last one where, like, he's got a new shiny suit and everything? Yeah, I think so. He's a kind of episode three, or well, the original episode three, episode six. Now, how does Star Wars work again? Four, five, four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, and then yeah. technically in between you have Rogue One solo as a Star Wars story as well. Yeah. So in episode six, he doesn't he have a nice shiny new suit and everything, and it's all gold. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think, think that's probably the answer to that one. People remember that. But that do you see what do you see? Thing about Star Wars is like, uh, like you know, I'm a really big Star Wars fan, but like. The way George Lucas did it is that, like, if anyone like was to say find any inconsistency in the film, he would just release would, it again. <laughs> he would either no, he would either just release it again, or all of a sudden, like this character who's in one scene for ten seconds will get a complete backstory up until from their birth till their death. Like, yeah. <laughs> fucking like everything, everything has an explanation. Like, yeah. in episode um, seven, like, see, so, uh, George Lucas doesn't understand Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> It's um the amount that like like was it like they they'll do it for everything like was in episode seven C three PO was a red arm so they did like a full comic book series on how he how he got it so just to make sure everyone knows that like <laughs> how it happened. Uh, 
that's one of the things <laughs> I love and hate about it, and that's one of the things I love and hate about comic books too. Like I kind of love all the convoluted and like everything getting an explanation. Sometimes like it's just sometimes it's way too much. <laughs> um, uh, so sp- spell the Flintstones for me. F L I N T S. Hold on. Yeah, you were right. You were right. That that was T like? is that T is the is the the where the confusion happens. People think it's F I L N S T O N E S. Well, it's it's, it's like flint. It. It's yeah. like flint and stones just together. Yeah. yeah. I think it's this pronunciation thing. The yeah, because it's flint stones. Kind of kind of soft. This one I don't understand. Do, do you know what? Um, I'm going to say this wrong. Chetrus. Oh, citrus. Yeah, that's the yeah. liqueur. Well, it's a color. It's maybe. clear. No, maybe I'm pronouncing this wrong. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced C H A R T R E U S E. Yeah, that's that's the truth. I think. Well, apparently but, it's a color, but people remember it. That's clear. Uh, no, it's not that. It's not the liquor. There's a word, oh, <laughs> which is supposed to. Apparently, people remember it being a magenta or pink color. But hmm. um, actually, it's green. Oh right, <laughs> that's such a, a different color. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what. I have no idea. I've I've heard that word a handful of times. I don't even know what was the color until there. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't either. All I could yeah. think of was the, was the shot because it's like I think it's in Ireland. It's like the highest yeah. percentage shot you can get over there. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the reason why I know it. <laughs> There's one here about Forrest Gump. The quote is not "life is like a box of chocolates." It's "life was like a box of chocolates." Really? I don't know. I don't know because that just that shatters everything I thought I knew. <laughs> um, there's one about Snow White. She doesn't say "mirror, mirror" on the wall. She says "magic mirror" on the wall. All right. And there's a look. I am father. One you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of movie ones here. I know actually this one's it's not Run You Fools, it's Fly You Fools. Oh, yeah, that's uh, oh, yeah, that's from the book as well. Does he not say that in the book as well? Yeah, because in the book, because it, 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 he's saying Fly You Fools because that's to do with the eagles, isn't it? Or the bird. Oh, yeah, that's like a theory that um, he was actually telling them the whole time how to get to Mordor or something. Yeah, but I don't, I think that was debunked. Oh, right, okay. But, um, oh yeah, this one, Hannibal Lecter, he doesn't say hello, Clarice, he says good morning. (laughs) This one is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, People think that Freddie Mercury sings out of the world at the end of We Are The Champions, but it never happened. He does sing that. (laughs) I listened to the song after reading it, this, and... Just to make sure. Yeah, I was like, that was, so I don't know. There's one about Mitchell Rogers thing, theme. We're not familiar with that. A uh, number of US states, uh, people think that it's 51 or 52, but it's 50. Yeah. Um, I remember having this happen to me when I was, but like, I mean, like when I was still in school, mm. I thought there was 52. But I, what happened was whenever I got explained that there was 50 states, it was like there's 50 states plus Hawaii and Alaska because oh, they're not because they're not connected. So the way I yeah. inter- interpreted it was 
It was yeah, there's 50 states and then there's those two, yeah? Yeah, but they're included in the 50. So that's probably the same confusion for most people. Yeah. Sinbad never played a genie. Do you know this one? This is one no. of the big, the big famous ones. Everyone remembers Sinbad playing a genie in a movie called Shazam. But this never happened. <laughs> there was a movie with Shaquille O'Neal called Kazam where he played a genie. And that's why. Yeah. And then I think this further gets confusion because people, the word Shazam is familiar because there's the comic book Shazam. Yeah. And then also Sinbad and you have, he's in this, the, um, the story of the genie, the traditional story is Sinbad the sailor and the genie. So yeah. I think it just all gets mixed up together into this false memory. And yeah. then I, th- I heard something that a, Comedy Central um, released a fake image. They like found this footage of um, Sinbad in the movie Shazam that they faked and made it all grainy, like it was from VHS. So they just really confused things. <laughs> <laughs> just on purpose, just to. Yeah. There's one about Smokey the Bear. He wasn't called Smokey the Bear, he's called Smokey Bear. Tank Man, it's Gentleman Square thing. People remember him dying, which doesn't happen. Neil Armstrong's death. I had this conversation with someone recently, actually. I said Neil Armstrong was dead. People, some, whoever I was chatting to said he hadn't died yet. He died in 2012. Did you know he was dead? Yeah, I was pretty sure I knew that. Yeah. I, think it's, it's I think Buzz Aldrin is still alive, is he? Yeah, he's still alive. He can, but he's the only one, isn't he? Mm, yeah, I don't know if he's the only one now. But yeah, I think that's why, what, how that came up. We were mm. talking about Buzz Aldrin, and I was like, oh, Neil Armstrong's dead, isn't he? And then whoever's chatting to thought he wasn't, but there you go. 2012, long ago, too. Yeah. I actually got caught with a hoax before, like about a celebrity death hoax. I've seen something before about Willie Nelson dying, and I genuinely thought it was true. <laughs> yeah, the, the death <laughs> one was, is like, the death one seems to be a common one. People just like. Because yeah. people just decide to do it or something as well for the Krakens, be like, I. I think it's just like, yeah, uh, you can fake them. And, you know, mm. People just yeah, forget right. celebrities died too, especially since that year they all died. Yeah. <laughs> you just forget who died and didn't. Yeah, it's kind of all molds and done. Hey, hold on, I'll be back in two seconds. We'll grab a glass of water. Mmm, this nice refreshing taste of H2O. This podcast today is brought to you by water. <laughs> water. Where would we be without it? Water. Yeah, <laughs> it's water. We we at. <laughs> well, yes, it's water. We at. Have you ever been thirsty? Have you ever needed your clothes rushed? Have you ever wanted your plants to grow? Try water, the number one source of life for me, for you, for everyone. Water. Drink some H two O today. So people remember when? Sorry, where am I here? Oh yeah, people people remember Mother Teresa's canonization, except they remember it happened in, in the nineties instead of two thousand and sixteen. Mm. And also she was still alive in the nineteen nineties. So <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> so uh, so take that you guys. Take that people. Yeah. Uh, people remember misremember the year of the space shuttle challenger explosion. Mm. Uh, this is kinda I don't it's like 
it happened in 1986 and people think it happened in 84, 85. Whoa. <laughs> That's that's just like fuck. I get I get dates wrong all the time. Like that's so like, stupid. Like yeah, I thought of Mandela. Like that's just people not getting the correct date in history. Getting, like getting something slightly wrong. Yeah, it's like, it's like two really plus two could, is five. Whoa, Mandela effect, man. <laughs> you could just choose any date and that it happened. Like yeah, yeah. What if I say if I said it was like nineteen ten? Is that me being an idiot or is that the Mandela effect? <laughs> I don't know. Um, something about the Lindbergh baby. People thought the case went cold, but they actually found the body. Oh, did they? I don't know why I thought that they didn't. Mm. Oh, right, yeah, Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, they find the body and sentence the killer to death for the crime. Uh, Patrick Swayze died of pancreatic cancer, but people said they remembered him recovering. <laughs> no, I I knew that one anyway. Yeah, I did hear someone recovering from pancreatic cancer recently, though. Mm, I think that's, that's I don't know because that would be big. I think it'll be big news because pancreatic cancer is very hard to fight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like one of those ones. It's like nearly always kills you. I don't yeah. think it happened recently. Like I think it was. I just read something about someone and it said that they recovered. Mm. They managed to recover. But yeah, it's the one that always just like if you get it, you're you're done pretty much. Yeah. Uh, people thought that um, Leonardo DiCaprio um, won an Oscar before he finally did in 2016. But he's nominated five other times. So yeah, I was pretty sure I knew that because there was always that thing like Nine Yag and Reddit and stuff. Of, like, yeah, there's a meme of like gotta get him his Oscar. Yeah. I remember he was in on the joke before too. There's like there's like a video of him um, when he's getting engraved, mm. and he's like uh, he said to the woman doing it or something. He was like, uh, oh, do you always do this?" And she was like, "Yeah." It's like oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one people think the location of Disney World. They people remember it being at the entrance, but that's not the case. Did you hear that? Yeah. It's water, baby. <laughs> Thank our sponsor again, water. Thank you, water. Yeah, I did a wee, I did a wee plug for water whenever you were in the toilet. <laughs> just a wee, just a wee fake ad there. Toilet break is brought to you by water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was an idea I had for this podcast, actually. It's like where we would have to come up with fake ads. <laughs> fake, <laughs> fake fake products and advertise them. Oh, that sounds class. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a really good idea. Just try and come up with like one fake product a week. Yeah. So it's like, it's like the easiest way to do it is if you just put two words together and try and think of something. Hmm. I don't know if you want to do it today or... Yeah, I'm trying to think one right away. Or could you, or could you, could you do like uh, could you do like a reverse ad? Everyone's getting Kindles these days. You know, you have 20 books on a platform, but why don't you just get a book? <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't that good. 
but they're stinky. <laughs> I hate books. And the best thing about books is they're made from a renewable resource that's definitely not taken from the Amazon rainforest. We are not <laughs> taking from the <laughs> Or what about like, yeah, Kendall can hold thousands of books, but have you ever heard of TV? <laughs> do you want do you want to have way more fun and be more smarter? <laughs> Forget about it. Or or should we do like bad ads? You know, do you want to get rid of all your worries and your woes? Try heroin. You won't think about anything else ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a bit touchy? Is that a bit iffy, that one? <laughs> yeah, it's like mm. <laughs> it's like going down a bad path. I feel like yeah, 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 yeah. it's like fed up with your coworkers. Yeah. Murder them. Yeah. Are you angry? Fight someone. <laughs> do what you should do. You should give in to all of your <laughs> temptations and urges. Yeah, maybe edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, peruse through it for for jokes and take everything else out. Yeah, and then if you have to, just at that part, add on a laugh track. Now you know we're joking. One other time we were talking about, um, I think it was when we talked about cognitive behavioral therapy the first time, and you were talking about this thing about um, thinking about the bigger picture and all. What yeah. Was well, like, what was that again? You like zoom out, you know, you yeah. think yourself and you go outside the earth and you go outside the atmosphere and you imagine just constantly going past to see how small like the earth actually is. I always think of like the pale blue dot. Yeah. You know, that photo of earth, that's kind of usually the photo I think of. Even though that's like really old photos, just because like yeah, there's the, also the, Carl Sagan's Carl, poem. Carl Sagan, yeah, it's lovely. And his poem and stuff to it. Yeah, it's really nice. And just uh, that's because that, like, I think at that time as well, that was like the first, like, that was the farthest photo ever away from Earth. And it's just such a small speck. It's just like, you yeah. know, like, it's not even the fact that it was the first photo. I feel like it's such an artistically well done photo for, yeah, like, you know, yeah. being a scientific. And, and, the, and the poem, like, there's a, the, the poem over top of it. It's just really. So he talks about it, it's like every every like good thing and every bad thing that's ever oh, whatever um, happened has happened on that speck of dust and yeah it's and that's why on a sunbeam. Mm, that's why it's so yeah. good because usually you wouldn't get that a lot in science too either that kind of like that's such yeah. a an odd mix of kind of like poetry of like over probably at that point in time the most expensive expedition ever done was the <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but uh, the reason I brought it up is because I was reading Ego's Enemy, and there's a chapter basically on that whole thing. <laughs> oh, really? They, they call it, uh, he, or he calls it, uh, meditate on the immensity, mm. and that's that's practice to like the same thing. What you're doing, like zoom out to like to like give yourself perspective of what you mean in the world. But like it's it's really um, the chap the whole chapter is just beautiful. Like it. it it's about achieving that the sense of like um hu- like being humble and everything but the the chapter itself just gives you that sense it's really amazing 
there's even a we talked about like um Carl Sagan, but there's a quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson in this. Mm. He says, um, when I look up in the universe, I know I'm small, but I'm also big. I'm big because I'm connected to the universe and the universe is connected to me. And then he goes on to add to that we or the author Ryan Holiday, we just can't forget which is bigger and which has been here longer. Mm. It's like talks about how people go out into the wilderness and like um just gives them that perspective of like there's a really nice paragraph. Well, maybe that's not too long. Maybe I can read this. Mm. This is from um, John Moore, a trip to Alaska. And um, just that he wrote down uh, what he saw at one point. He said, We feel the life and motion about us and the universal beauty. The tides marching back and forth was weary of this industry, leaving the beautiful shores and swaying the purple dulse of the broad meadows of the sea where the fishes are fed, the wild streams and rows, white with waterfalls, ever in bloom and ever in song, spreading their branches over a thousand mountains, the vast forests feeding on the drenching sunbeams, every cell in a whirl of enjoyment, misty flocks of insects stirring all the air, the wild sheep and goats on the grassy ridges above the woods, bears in the berry tangles, mink and beaver and otter, far back on many a river and lake, Indians and adventurers pursuing their lonely ways, birds tending to their young, everywhere, everywhere, beauty and life and glad, rejoicing action. That's, that's lovely. Yeah. Who is that? John Murray's, he was in the Alaskan wilderness, and it's just kind of... Yeah, he's an explorer. Mm. Or, yeah, preservationist and explorer in 1879. Yeah, it's just kind of the connection. I suppose like there's so much going on in the world that it's kind of describing, sort of. It's um the word, the stoic word for what that experience is, sympathia, a connectedness yeah. with the cosmos. Mm. French philosopher Pierre Hadot referred to it as the oceanic feeling. So it's just like your connectedness to the world and your place in nature and everything and how that is a humbling yeah, but I could imagine as well if you take it that like you know you can see yourself as important when you go into the wilderness and you see how it all just gets on without you. If you know what I mean? And yeah, it's all getting it's all getting on without you. And yeah, I guess just just to sound as culty as I can, <laughs> and uh, you know that you don't you, even like if you were to go to the wilderness yourself, you won't really make any much of a dent in it. Yeah, if you know what I mean, like at least that's what I'm taking from it. There's um talk about there's like a quote from the, the opposite quote from Muhammad Ali saying it's hard to be humble when you're as great as I am. <laughs> but I can I can understand where he's coming from because I, yeah. I I I am quite but, like it. <laughs> but they make the point then that that's uh that's when you really have to work harder. It's like whenever you've accomplished things, it's when you have to work harder to maintain your. Just, yeah, and like destroy your ego because it's like, it's, like they say it's hard to be self-absorbed and convinced of your own greatness inside the solitude and quiet of a sensory deprivation tank. It's hard to be anything but humble walking alone along a beach late at night with an endless black ocean crashing loudly against the ground next to you. Mm. But it's really going to be hard to stay humble if people are telling you you're, they're the greatest of all time. Because yeah. <laughs> even if you are... Yeah. Yeah, but because even if you like, even if you like, don't believe it at all, if, if enough people say it, you will eventually start to believe it, you know, like in a way. Yeah. 
Which is why I I keep telling myself that I am, and then one day... (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. That's what you're not supposed to do. I'm the narcissistic stoic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, tell yourself that you are not the greatest, because I am. <laughs> we can't both be the greatest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This sounds like the, the starting of like a cult leader or something. <laughs> There's a good um bit of a poem, a Blake poem. The this the the first four lines is basically summing up what they're talking about. To see a world in a grain of sand and a heaven in a wildflower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. So, oh, I really like that. Yeah, it's really nice, isn't it? Say that's the transcendental experience that makes our petty ego impossible. Mm, that's the stuff. That's the good stuff. You saying that's making your petty ego impossible? I well, considering I know I can make it possible. You gotta pump those numbers up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some rookie numbers. <laughs> yeah, I was reminded of that again. Contact mm-hmm. with that opening scene. Yeah, that kind of zooms away out. Yeah, and keeps going, and just the kind of you just hear the intense noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll admit, I I liked like the zoom and I did that same stuff. The noise, I just did not like. I I understood why it yeah, was I there. I thought something was wrong at the start of the. <laughs> start yeah, of I just I, I just thought like it was just a wee bit too unnerving of a noise. Like even you know in two thousand one, a space odyssey, it's very unnerving, but that's like really intense at like probably like fucking five hours now we're doing like you know it's really intense but it's really far into the movie yeah so it's kind of like it's almost like it works better because you're so drawn into the movie already but that's at the start it just kind of took me too much of like throwing it in my face it was just <laughs> yeah and so i thought like it although it was like i got the idea of it, it, they yeah, just it was, like it worked whenever it got quiet because it was like but maybe they could have done the other way around, zooming in towards Earth, and then when you got there, it started getting louder. Yeah. But yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird as cinema. Yeah, I know, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> it just blasted. It was, I was kind of, it was kind of late at night, like whenever I first stuck it on, because I ended up watching this in like two sittings, but I watched like the first 40 minutes, but then I was just really tired. I was sleeping, and then I just watched the whole thing in one go. Um, So like the first time, you know, I was kind of tired. I was like, no, nah, I think like, you know, we should be able to stay up. But he was kind of tired, and then just <laughs> in my face. I was like, "Okay, you'll be awake for a little while anyway." <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to talk about Contact now, which is the movie we said we we're going to watch last week. Yeah. So we'll give our recommendations up front to people who want to skip on, and we need to decide a movie for next time as well. Yeah. Uh, what were what movies were we chatting about? Um. I have a few written down here. Uh, Enemy was one of them. Mm. The Denny Villeneuve one that's kind of mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was it, I think. Is it? I, I had one. Did, uh, did you watch the Andre the Giant documentary? Oh, no. I kept meaning to. It's supposed to be very sad. Yeah, but yeah. That, that came into my head. I've forgotten all about it. And I know you... You love your Under the Giant trivia? Yeah, I just love the fact that, like, I love telling people like that. Like, that's to me <laughs> the best. That, he, that anyone that doesn't know that he used to get lifts to school from Samuel Beckett, the Nobel Prize winning Irish poet and, guy, and playwright who wrote Waiting for Godot. 
because he had gigantism and couldn't ride the school bus from like 12. So he used to just get a lift to school from Samuel Beckett, who was his neighbor in France. And then people made plays in the cell waiting for Godot of those two talking in the car. Whenever Andrew Drain said mostly they only talked about cricket. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, oh, I've got yeah. Alien, Alien written down here too. Oh, so fucking love Alien. Uh, um, but yeah, I think we we kind of decided on Enemy last week, but I don't know if you want, still want to do that. Yeah, I'll do Enemy. That's, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, okay. We'll do, yeah, I'll do Enemy and maybe do Under the Giant after. <sighs> time to watch Enemy again. It's yeah. going to be wilder. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll know what ha- what's going on this time. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you were like... This is so easy to understand. Why did I never get this? <laughs> <laughs> See, I remember watching some kind of video where they, they like, they explained it, or they did, I don't know if they explained it, but I remember after watching it, feeling like I understood it a little bit. But it's yeah. been a while since I've seen that video, so it might be all forgotten again. <laughs> and I'll just yeah. be like, what? <laughs> or you'll be like halfway through and be like, I am missing something. I know I've, I've known this before, but I don't know what it is. I'm determined to crack this movie, though. It's like, it's like I'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I understand. I can't remember how many different times I've seen it now. At least twice. I can't remember if it's twice or three times. This might be the third time now. Anyway, so first for you, third time for you. Or sorry, yeah. first for you, third time for me. Yeah. We'll see how we get on. <laughs> yeah. and I'll okay, be like, so next yeah. time we're going to watch anime. And yeah. do we give, what's our verdict on... Um, Contact. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with it, to be honest. I, I kind of yeah. like something. I didn't really like the love story thing. Um, can't take away uh, from it. Um, I don't know. I kind of found it weird that Bill Clinton was in it. Yeah, that's weird. But then yeah. he was president at the time. So. Yeah, and sure, he did the same thing in Forrest Gump, where he like. But Forrest Gump into the talking to presidents and everything. So oh, yeah, yeah, that was the first movie to do that, yeah. There's a really good movie or really good video by um, uh, Patrick H. Uh, Willems on YouTube. I think that's why this movie came into my head. He does a, movie, a video called uh, Robert Zemeckis and his toys. Yeah. And it goes through the career that's... of Robert Zemeckis and how, like, he kind of over time became obsessed like he's the same guy that did the polar express he did oh i didn't know he, he did, did polar express well i'll try to go in order so he did like um back to the future was one of the first ones yeah um what was after that force gump and did he do he did something big, big no uh, I had big in my head actually, but I don't think that was him. Oh, uh, um, uh, he did Castaway and Felix. Oh yeah, I'll have a quick look here. But basically, as he went on, like he kind of got obsessed. Like um, in that video, he 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 points um, Castaway as being the the reason that he like that he made the switch. He did two from Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah. So in Castaway, they had to stop filming for like six months or something while Tom Cruise could grow a beard. Yeah. And in the video, Patrick P. 
basically reckons that's the reason that he went full digital after that. Like with a uh, uh, Beowulf too, I think he did that. All right, yeah, I never actually seen that. But it, like, so Polar Express and Beowulf, th- th- these movies are all full mo- motion capture. Yeah. So like he said, the fact that he they had to switch down, shut down production for so long, that's why he went. All right, I'm never letting that happen again. <laughs> <laughs> and he re- this most recent one was that Welcome to Marwell with Steve Carell, Steve Carell, Carell. Oh yeah, Steve Carell. Yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. That's basically it's again that makes the like model town or something pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, just all mocap and weird. Apparently, the documentary that Marwin Marwin Town, I think it's called. It's really yeah. good just to watch that instead. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> what's the movie? What's the movie about the movie being made? No, no, it's like the it, the documentary came oh, out. Oh, it's on, on the real board. guy. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's much better. So yeah, um, I enjoyed it. Like uh, it was, it was, it was fine. It wasn't a bad movie, but I think. But the last movies we've been watching, I think I liked more, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So this one just wasn't as good. It was a wee bit dated, I felt. Not too bad, but like, I just felt it was a wee bit dated. Well, in certain ways, I thought there was some ways that it wasn't dated at all. It was still quite relevant. Mm. No, I mean, like, yeah, it'd be more effects-wise and stuff, but I suppose some, uh, of, it yeah. was still, some of it was still quite relevant. Yeah, yeah but it was still uh, it's got that. It's got that incredible scene when she's running up the stairs. So uh, spoilers, if people are, we'll be talking about this for the rest of the episode, so you can skip on if you want. Yeah. Uh, but she's running up the stairs to get to the medicine cabinet, and that incredible shot, like that's amazing. Mm. The camera's backing up, and then it's in the mirror. Yeah, like that's just breathtaking. Um, I don't know how he did that. That <laughs> laugh was just really simple. <laughs> it probably is simple, probably enough, is. But, it's, but it's so effective. Like, yeah, because it follows her the whole way. It's not like it's just one. If it was just one long take, but it follows her around the stairs, around the corner, and then when she gets to the end, you see that the whole thing was a reflection of her. It's just like what? Yeah, class. Like, there's. Yeah, like it was very good. Like, what do we mean? Like, well, right. Well, I just, I didn't like, I, I kind of felt like the kind of, you know, the kind of love story thing that they get started. And I felt like kind of. Yeah, I thought that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I felt it came out of nowhere. Like I was really surprised. I was like, oh, already? <laughs> yeah, it's like. Like, it was very obvious. It's like, all right, here's the love interest. And it's like, all right, geez, that was quick. Yeah, exactly. I get it that he's Matthew McConaughey and all, like, but come on. Like, it's just, yeah. You're supposed to be like a fucking ridiculously smart scientist who. Because she's deciding to study in aliens is ruining her career because you're so much more talented. It's like, so like, wouldn't you have a bit more cop on with like men and stuff? <laughs> it's just, it's a bit know. like, why, why not? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure, you can ride whoever you want. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Yeah, but it just seems like they just fall in love out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> that's how I felt. They just kind of. Well, uh, like they don't. What was? Well, they don't fall in love. Sure, she kind of just. She doesn't. She leaves him alone and leaves him in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Tells him I, I was expecting it to build up to this thing and then it just happened. Yeah, and that's 
that's what I mean. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's just kind of over sort of. And then it's back again. I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of like either kind of underdeveloped, but it also kind of took away from the rest of the movie a wee bit because that kind of slowed everything down. If you know what I mean? Mm, I I felt until. I thought it did kind of at the start until like the end. Then kind of the relationship kind of gets better whenever, you know, the whole, whenever they're actually um, building the device and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that like that's it made sense in retrospect. Like it's like all right, that's why they have to they have to have something at the start that can then mm-hmm. over time gains more meaning or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll admit there was like I did like the whole idea that you know whenever they're selecting, I do feel like if it was real life, like America would just try and build something and then definitely just fire it in like an American person without even a committee. <laughs> yeah. But um, I did like the fact that, like, because whenever they're doing it and they're selecting people, I did kind of like the whole thing of, like, you know, do you believe in God? And it was like, no. And it's like, well, 85 percent of people in the world, if you're going to represent, like, us to an alien species, I kind of did like that idea because that sort of made a kind of very fair and logical sense to me, if you know what yeah. I mean. And then it made me love, I love as well, um, what's his name now? There's an like actual person elected by the UN as the who's, who's the alien diplomat, <laughs> and if an alien race of ever does come to Earth, that they, they he they're the persons Malaysian astrophysicist Maslan Othman. Um. Oh well, she denies it actually. So this is a different thing. But they apparently they have somebody in the UN that's designated just for if aliens show up to introduce them to who we are and Earth, and I think that's class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like really how they uh, they talked about that. Like the the universal language is math because that is like the common consensus is how we would interact with any extraterrestrial yeah. beings. Yeah, that's like it would be because math can't change technically. Yeah, um, and if you're if you're like if a alien species manages to come to this planet, then they use math to get here. Yeah. And that's how we that's how we easily show them that we are intelligent. It's because yeah, we can understand their math. Yeah. I will admit I did find it funny the uh the transmission was like Hitler's um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, cause, like I kinda cause I I like the way that like it was kind of funny, but like it did make it made perfect sense within the realms of the movie. Like, you know, it wasn't it didn't seem stupid, although it was yeah. kind of funny, you know what I mean, but it didn't it's seem unexpected stupid. too. Yeah, it was completely unexpected, but it wasn't stupid. Like, it isn't, like, uh... I just thought it was very well done. I thought, like, and then the whole kind of, like, you're telling me the first, like, contact we make with outer space is fucking the opening ceremony. They're not the aliens. Yeah, exactly. Loved also the uh, 90s high tech, like the big computer monitors. Love seeing them in movies now. Yeah. It's just so funny looking. <laughs> yeah, I love what they always have like these weird, um, like displays on them that are like always custom to whatever thing they're trying to do. Yeah, it's perfectly like, fit. Them doing video calls and all in the, in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big phones and everything. And it's like, I just. Just take oh, a right, it's like it's like oh we're getting some there's video in the transmission and they just have to lug up this big TV to, to display it on yeah yeah, yeah. like <laughs> fucking taking out your scout cables and fucking all this shit <laughs> like there's um 
I did actually find it funny that we were watching this though, because obviously recently, like three official videos were declassified by the United States of UFOs. Oh yeah, they they said that they were real or something. I... Yeah, what it was okay. is apparently apparently they released them because they said that they wouldn't release a lot of UFO footage possibly because it might give away the capabilities of maybe test weapons or test planes that they're using. But they actually did declassify three videos that um. And actually, one of them was helped get declassified by Tom DeLong, of course, through one of oh, his yeah. organizations. But uh, yeah, apparently it's all true. And they said that these are UFOs. One of them is like a, a saucer that like hovers above some water and it flies off very fast. It's fine by, and another one was found by two fighter pilots. They reported it years ago. It's kind of interesting. Like it's that like it's very interesting for us to be watching this movie now with that like having happened like a week or two because yeah. it's very kind of kind of. Similar as to what's going, what's surprisingly going on in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For once, they got it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think what other things. What else happened in the movie? It went on a bit long. It was like two and a half hours, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they did a awful lot with because you kind of know that. Like I knew after her fucking dickhead mentor guy that steals everything got it i was like well he's gonna have to die or get sick or something you know yeah, well, I, I thought maybe that she would just make peace with the fact that like maybe she would choose because there was a whole thing like if she did choose to go away then she wouldn't she'd like come back she could be like 50 years in the future because of the, the time dilation yeah, and she yeah. wouldn't she wouldn't be with so I, thought, I thought maybe she'd just choose to be with um with McConaughey. Yeah, I can't Stay remember ahead. his name. Um, yeah, I can't, can't remember. <laughs> I, yeah, I, just every time I see him, I was like, "Yeah, it's Patrick McConaughey." Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't um, bad in this. To be honest, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. His character was kind of interesting. I thought for because of the kind of part that he because he was because you know he was the antithesis of her. Like where she was just yeah. science, 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 and then like because I will admit I did quite appreciate that line where. She was like, you know, I go on only on imperial empirical evidence, only stuff that you can prove. And he's like, yeah, what about your dad? I was like, did you love him? Prove it. I was like, that's actually a very good point. Yeah. Too. yeah I was I like, like, actually, I, I, like I like that. I like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. The stuff I I I enjoy the stuff too, where he was like, uh, the whole thing with like science is like, has it ever brought us happiness? That actually felt quite resonant. Hmm. Like especially with um, like social media at the minute, there's people t- like debate about it in that area. It's like, is social media making us unhappy and stuff? And like that's that's a um, that's a, an advancement, a technological advancement that people are arguing will not bring us happiness. Yeah, which I would say I would say that it won't. And they brought a whole host of new psychological disorders, and it's yeah. just gonna. There's definitely a lack of a premium on happiness in the last while. Mm. Although it's coming back weirdly with uh with what's going on, I think. We're becoming we become more aware of what what's important and everything. Yeah, because you know, good old it just takes a global pandemic. Yeah. That's all like yeah, I mean like fucking also, this... we're, if if we're happy then you can't sell us anything. Mm. Is uh, basically how it all operates. We have to prove you have to show people that um they're lacking something, and then you can sell the thing to fix that. So, yeah, and it's like everything it's, works. 
It's actually really weird. Like, if anyone here's listening to, it's just proven that apparently podcasts can give you happiness. Just that's one of the few things. Just uh, should probably throw that in there. <laughs> but that's a proven thing. It, no, I'm only messing. <laughs> it's like, it's, well, it, I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. Yeah, no, yeah, to be honest, it would definitely be good for you. But I'm just trying to be like, you know, so you should definitely listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'd say it would be. I'd say podcast secret podcasts. I feel like would be better for like your head and stuff because most podcasts are going to be even even if they're a joke podcast, it's still somewhat informative because like you know if you listen to podcasts with like a comedian and stuff because it's not like them on stage. It's you can at least say it's informative of how they actually are or who they actually are. Yeah, which can be a, interesting, like aspect of somebody who's famous. Like, yeah, there's this aspect of um, like intimacy too. It's like people on like if you like going back to comedians, like they can only say certain things on stage, no matter how like. Um, out there they are they're still performing a bit where like on a podcast it's it's more intimate it's like letting you in and even yeah, the feeling they, like, don't, I, they don't have to be funny on it they you know they're talking yeah. it, you know what I, mean? I, I love even the feeling of putting on a podcast and you just get that nice sound in your ear and you're like ah oh. yeah it's like comforting and also like it's um in the same way as like reading engages your brain in a way that like watching tv doesn't yeah. I think podcasts do that too, where it's like you have to, you're a bit more active in the participation. Yeah, you do have to, because even like, I would even say for like, with songs and stuff, you know, you could sort of like, you can have music in the background. I do have like audiobooks and podcasts in the background often enough, but you do, you do have to definitely follow on to all the words that they're saying to, you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. you have to, because if, if you get lost, you'll be like, what the fuck are they on about? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like it's like an like podcast is kind of like a an audiobook, just yeah. like a more free form. Yeah, usually it's like an improvised book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's made up on the spot, just on the fly. <laughs> but yeah, like it's like when you're watching TV or something, you're just getting everything fed to you. You get the audio, you get the visuals, yeah. you get everything. Where in a podcast or an audiobook, then you have to imagine a certain amount of it yourself. Yeah, like, I always find it funny because, like, even for us, like, right now, like, I kind of imagine us sitting in a room talking, even though we're not sitting in a room together talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's kind of still how I imagine. That's how you imagine stuff with, like, podcasts and stuff, is you just imagine these people sitting around chatting. But you have actually, to do, do that yourself. Like, I was thinking today that could be something that we do at some point, if we can, like, add video to this and get green screens and we can, like, green screen ourselves <laughs> into the same room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it'd be it'd be great to do that, but just like do, so it, funny, yeah. do it like very poorly, or like whenever but I go to pick up, my... you'll be like, "Oh, we're in Hawaii." Today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like have it like beautiful sunny beach and palm trees, and be like, "Yeah, just here in Donegal." Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's my garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like penguins or something in the background, or just something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely love to try something like that. Yeah, it'd be good fun. Um, back to that social media thing I was talking about. There's, mm. there's like I know people. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about oh, it's ruining people and everything. But there's also a school of thought where people just think that, 
like the current generation that's grown up with it, they'll actually be grand and they'll just it'll just be part of their life and it won't affect them negatively at all. Yeah, because it's always been there where it's because yeah. it's kind of it was brought in in the middle of us. That that makes sense. It's kind of like growing up so you adapt to it. Yeah, but I don't know. It's I think I don't know. It's just because like I don't know. It's kind of hard because like I know anyway for like my thesis and stuff. Like like I very like. I don't go on, I use Facebook Messenger, but I don't go on Facebook. And I've deleted Instagram some amount of times. So I think I do have it back again now. Yeah. Um, I, I, can actually, do, I, I try not use them at all, because like, it's just... Yeah, I, I really I use Reddit. My... Oh, yeah, I actually don't even really use that anymore. That's, but, like, that's kind of more me, like, if I'm sitting at work and my breaks and stuff, like, that's what I'll... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I scroll, like... Try, but I try to do it less at house, but I do think it definitely made me feel better. And what I did for a reason to do it in my thesis was it just made me way more fucking productive. Like, yeah, there's, you know, this, idea, there's this idea but, about um, having uh, anything that scrolls endlessly and you shouldn't use them. And at the very least, take them off your, um, your home screen on your phone. Mm-hmm. So on your home screen, don't have Facebook or Instagram or Reddit. All these things that never endingly scroll. And I notice now because um, just because I don't use them as much. Like I used to have, uh, well, I haven't had Facebook on my phone in ages. If I do need to go on Facebook on my phone, I have to open up a browser and then go to there, which helps it because it's more of a barrier. Yeah, same for me, yeah. But I used to have it like set up on my computer. So anytime I opened the browser, it'd be saved and open all the time. And I would Mm -hmm. just have the habit of like clicking on it and scrolling away. So I I stopped that as well. Now I, I can still go on Facebook, but I just, it's like, it's not always there. I have to open it up again and go there. But so sometimes even, even, even that, even, even say, that little change has like helped a lot because now sometimes I do go on my phone and I'm like, what am I doing? I catch yeah. myself scrolling. So I've become more aware just by making that slight change. Yeah, and it that's does help so much. And like, I think as well, just even if you have to stop, put in your password for it. It's just mm. like sometimes I've done it where I like, I'd have to in a password and I'm like I'm not you know it's like not I'm not right. gonna find I'm not gonna find anything on here you know like in a way it's just that one extra step where which is it's very minimal effort but it's just that wee bit of effort and it just yeah. doesn't seem worth it. <laughs> it's like anytime you find yourself doing something that you actually don't really want to do or you, that you didn't even really choose to do, yeah, that's that's basically addiction there. Like, yeah. Well, no, if you, I, if you, you didn't, if you didn't make, if you are like on Facebook and you're like, when did I actually make the decision to, to actually you, you start this off? Yeah, then there's a problem there, mm-hmm. I, I think. So yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting area that. But then, like every technology, people people thought books were bad for you when they happened. Yeah, people disappeared into fantasy worlds. Oh, it's dangerous. So I don't yeah. know. It's hard to. It's yeah, because like, they they reckon every generation is always scared of the next, but yeah. just also, they also reckon that we are we are um, increasing or growing or changing quite rapidly technology wise. Like we're having a real boom in the past, like yeah, twenty years. There is that kind of worry, but then they they probably always thought that it's just it is kind of more true now. But but there is a there does seem to be a lot of um, a lot of evidence on the negative effects of um like causing us to be more actually make us more isolated and stuff like that which is bad so i just think as well i think it's very common as well for like you know everyone it's very hard like particularly on instagram and stuff i think it'd be harder than facebook because instagram's all photos but everyone like no one no one puts up their 
shit life on online. Like you know, everyone puts their best foot forward and makes it look like they're yeah. they're, they're they're presenting themselves to the world, so they try and give the best thing possible. And like, there is a wild problem because I know I've cut myself that, but I'd say it happens more on Instagram because it's all photos and you just see people like on yeah. holidays. I remember seeing it a while out when I was doing my thesis. You know, I'm stuck in a fucking lab. You're stressed. You people at the beach and people drinking, and you're like fucking. Look at them! Like they they have the best life, and I was like, they probably don't like. And also, it's not yeah. like I've never it's not like I've never been to a beach before, and it's like I've never been out for drinks before. But they happen to be doing it at that time whenever I'm feeling like shit, yeah. you know. And I see it at a time when I'm already feeling like shit, and then it makes me feel worse because I'm essentially just feeling jealousy. Yeah, <laughs> like I never really got that with um my own account, like like the kind of FOMO thing or whatever. Yeah. But I did start experiencing it with the band where I'd like oh. be on Facebook and I'd see another band getting something and I'd start being like, oh, oh why, why did I not get that or whatever? Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's when I started feeling it and I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> and I kind of yeah. have to use Facebook for the band. That's Yeah, that's kind of the double-edged sword. You kind of, these days you need a social media presence. Yeah. But, um... That's all uh, ego I learned <laughs> from this book, basically. <laughs> mm. It's like um, whenever you see something like that and you start thinking, it's like, oh, why am I not getting that? Well, it's got nothing to do with you, so you should just be able to release that thing. But but Facebook and stuff doesn't help. doesn't no. make that easy. But I'd say Facebook would very, be, very easily make a feed into your ego or do that the thing is you look for attention or you look for help online. Yeah. Then, it's like even... You know, even like um, when I shared an episode of this, mm. and got loads of likes. It's like you become, you become very aware. You're like, geez, that did very well, and you yeah. get really, and you get the wee um, chemical the, happy the, release. Yeah, the old fucking dopamine to the brain. Yeah. Of like, yes, this is what I've wanted all my life. Yeah, <laughs> give me more. And then I shared an episode earlier before coming on here, and that's when we got. One like maybe. Mm. Oh, it's got one heart. Oh, I'm a failure now. Yeah. Fuck sake! Stop bringing me pack, down with you. <laughs> pack it up, boys. Podcast yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I didn't tag you in this one. That's the problem. <laughs> Even though, like every single time, I remember, like the next time that I did go on Facebook, it was like one time I went on, it was like 107 notifications. Was like because <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> It was this person's birthday today. I do not care. Wow. <laughs> it's always about a shout, like yeah. It's probably by design. You just Facebook knows that if you see the wee red number, you're you're in. You're hooked. Yeah, that's it. Um, um, yeah. So the the religion thing was a big part of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of worked. Kind of worked for me. I don't know. I kind of liked it because it was kind of more. That's not always. Well, I suppose it could be brought up sometimes, but like it's just kind of. I feel like that's one of those questions you kind of have to ask whenever you're going for something like this, because like yeah. you know, syndrome comes like, are the aliens the gods or like? Yeah, they they did, like, it, God, like, like there is know? that line whenever um she's like, God, oh, it it wasn't a god from or it wasn't a voice from the sky, and then he's like, well, actually, it was literally a voice from the sky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I thought stuff like that there was quite good. It kind of like it kind of. I felt like I I liked it. I just don't know if they explored the aspect enough. If you know what I mean. 
That's what I mean. Yeah. Like that's what, that's why I feel like the love story and stuff kind of got in the way sometimes. Is I feel like they could have spent more time, yeah, exploring the possibility of gods or how they're. You know what I mean? Well, like I was thinking, watching it too. Maybe we could do like a, a we could do a rival and do like an, an almost double feature because they're always compared a lot. It's like yeah. a rival was like, oh, it's the new contact or whatever. And I can definitely see why. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, except she's fucking like an astrophysicist or whatever, mathematician, and they speak through math instead of... Like, it's still very similar, but I'd say Arrival is a lot better, I just think. Yeah. But I you did can enjoy see... that. At... What were you saying there? I was just going to say, but you can you can see how it definitely... I would say you can still see how Arrival would sort of take some inspiration from contact or some, you know... Yeah. Well, it kind of has to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, like, like I like, I did like the whole, um, when they discover the signal and they all get to work and everything, like, there, like, there's a lot of good in it. It just, it might have been more impressive at the time, it might be more resonant and stuff. Yeah. Um, I like the whole sequence whenever she goes through the wormhole. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Uh, what I didn't like is after she got through the wormhole, and I know it's supposed to be trying like spacey and one like her on the beach, but those effects look bad. They were bad. They were, but they were, but they were. But I didn't understand was like, but compared to the rest of the movie, it's like, what did you just they like run out of budget or something and just fucking yeah, I like, don't know. like it was just like shit. Right, we got this one last scene, just fucking we can't really afford much. I was like, I know they were trying to make it look kind of. Well, that's yeah. like. It, that was where it got most Robert Zemeckisy. I thought it was like, uh, <laughs> these are effects. You're going a bit mad here. Yeah. Well, I am not being six months behind. Fuck this. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I did like that. I did like her going through, and then like the kind of you know as well going to get the compass and the floating about and just the visions. And like I thought it was interesting because I did think it was quite well done and it was kind of tense whenever it's like she's like oh it's shaking and they're like no it's it's fine or it's uh there's no readings here or everything's normal and she's like no it's going nuts i thought that was good i thought that was gonna she keeps saying she's ready to go yeah yeah that's it yeah she's ready to go Mm. yeah and i i like the ending too where it's like the whole idea of faith comes back into it then she can't prove this thing and um yeah and she kind of finds it goes back to she at, at the very start when uh, mcconaughey talked about his like spiritual awakening his experience that he couldn't explain but he knew it was real yeah and yeah. then she basically had the same thing but hers really was real <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of like i i felt in a way it was like it it didn't it didn't like it's like this it's a big thing. I remember my dad telling me before that I've said something when I was younger, saying that like most scientists don't believe in God. But my dad, who is a scientist that was for many years, went, That's not true. He said, It's just the loud ones that don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, Because yeah, he always said the doors and plenty of space for both, like, as my dad would be religious, faith, and science. And I felt like it did a fine balance of that, or she's like, So he's the spiritual one, and then she's like, You know, empirical evidence i'm a scientist and all the science by the end it's not like she couldn't or didn't have to be a scientist but she's still you know what i mean because she doesn't she say that in the speech she's like i believe in empirical evidence i believe in you know facts and stuff like this she's like but i know i know 
that what I experienced, even though there is no evidence, is true. So I like the way that they, that that kind of the way her character arc was wasn't that I was a scientist, but now I understand fate. It's like she, but she's still a scientist, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't have to be. It wasn't one or the other. It was both. <laughs> I suppose. Cause yeah, no, it handled it really nicely. Like, yeah, I thought it could I have been that. some. Yeah, it could have been just evolved into some silly debate, but it just kind of presented things nicely. Mm-hmm. Hi, we can also be friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Rob, 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 Rob Lowe, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote that down. I was like, ah, oh, fuck this one, bro. <laughs> a pure religious guy. Yeah, he's like a religious um politician or something, isn't he? Yeah. He's always playing politician. And um what do you call him? What do you call a kind of antagonist guy? Oh James Woods. James Woods, yeah. <laughs> I only know that because he's in is it The Simpsons or Oh yeah. Stuff, yeah, and I was like, James Woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I knew the voice, and I was like, "That's James Woods," and I only know that that's James <laughs> Woods because of that Simpsons episode. Like, I was like, "How do I know this voice?" Yeah, he's he's like one of those famous actors that isn't in a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's like everyone like knows who he is, but can't couldn't name a movie that he's in. <laughs> Hercules. They're apparently doing a live action Hercules. Yeah. Didn't they already do that with The Rock? Yeah, I was thinking that too, but they're doing a Disney, re- Disney remake. Yeah. I was like, well, do you know? And apparently it's going to be directed by the Russo Brothers, so I can't wait to see. Oh, fucking, yeah, I heard that. That's right. I can't wait to see Chris Hemsworth as Hercules, annoying. <laughs> nah. I'd say nah, that's. Like, they probably it can't won't, be but like. Hercules and Thor. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I would not be surprised. They could like, do a crossover. <laughs> Thanks, a good. It's both Disney, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, isn't but Hercules is in the Marvel universe, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Hmm. He's definitely. That could definitely be cla- that could be fun. <laughs> yeah, that could be funny. <laughs> I wonder who they get. Like Chris Hemsworth is pretty perfect, but. Too obvious, like <laughs> yeah, he's already being Thor. Like you can't, yeah, like come on, like just get you give somebody else a chance. What was we brother? <laughs> <laughs> Rob McElhenney, that's who you should be. <laughs> and then fucking, and then the animated one, Danny DeVito was the voice of like his. Uh, yeah, you could go, <laughs> we could, we could, we could go back to. <laughs> Are we just gonna cast? Are we just gonna cast all of it's always sunny in it and just have D as the love interest and Charlie as, as Hades? Just, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> just, just get this. <laughs> just get the it's always sunny cast. Oh, no, and then, is it, what, no, what, no, the wee demon things. Yeah, Charlie and Dennis is the bicker and demons. Yeah, and the McPoyle would be Hades. One of McPoyles. And. Uh, uh. Um, Jimmy Cricket would be God, would be Zeus, because he's a religious man. <laughs> yeah, true enough. <laughs> but yeah, isn't there like a wee, isn't there a wee, there's like a fat demon and a and a thin demon? Yeah, they, like, I fight all the time. Yeah, that's right. I can't remember. Um, there's like a, a purple, purple, a purple fat demon and a green demon. But they're yeah, like that'd, that'd be they're, Charlie they're like, and Dennis. 
Yeah, but they're like Hades, like um, lackeys or whatever. Lackeys, yeah, they're like the yeah. com. They're like the comedy, probably like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of them or something. But like the Tomorrowkumba uh, of the world. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, that... <laughs> I'm trying to think now. Actually, that now. actor, the McPoyle, he would actually be really good as Hades. He's a pretty good actor. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, I'm trying to find now. I really want to. Oh my god, I want this to exist now. <laughs> it's, just, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Hercules style. It's always sunny in Mount Olympus. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized as well, I didn't, I kind of forgot that um, James Woods is the voice of Hades in the Disney Hercules yeah, that's one. What, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <I>, uh, <laughs> Um, Riptorn. No. Riptorn, he's the guy in uh, Backwards Walk, Backwards Walk. Oh, yeah. Backwards Walk. figured. Yeah, pretty figured. Oh, it's pain, pain and Panic, or Hades Henchman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can just imagine. Or even, uh... Yeah, no, Dennis and Charlie would be good. Yeah. <laughs> Is one, one of them Bobcat Goldthwait? Yeah, it's Bobcat Goldthwait yeah. and then Matt Frewer. Uh, I don't know. But uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, he did... Um, How do you say his name? I have no idea. I, I thought it was like Gold Goldthwait or something, but I could be completely wrong. But, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's, if I'm right... Directing, yeah. Did you ever see his movie God Bless America? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's it class. Very good. Have you seen his one, um, World's Best Dad? No, Robin Williams and the kid from Spy Kids. No, <laughs> it's really, really good. It's pretty dark, like, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Do you ever see his documentary? The kid, the kid, the kid from um, Spy Kids is just a complete brat, he's <laughs> such an asshole, like. <laughs> um, his documentary, the one um, on on the uh, Barry Crimmins, "Call Me Lucky." Yeah, fuck. Mm. That's such a good documentary. Yeah, it's class. Was I telling you I finally watched um, the uh, Dear Zachary? No. Do you know about that documentary? No. What is it? It's, um, I just knew it as being supposed to be like this really depressing, hard watch. Mm. And basically, um, this, um, this, this guy uh, was murdered. So his friend starts making a documentary uh, on his life to give to his son. Okay. But it's also a kind of true crime documentary because they are convinced that the they're like pretty much sure that the the person who killed him is the child's mother all oh, right yeah mm-hmm. but uh it's fucking it's heartbreaking but it's also pretty class i've, yeah, I've tastes- known i've known about it for ages and i only <laughs> built up the courage to watch it in the last like few months <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah Serious stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty, it's a pretty heavy kind of log line you give me there. Like, a... mm. 
I will say it does have a. Uh, I can't even say it's fully like positive, but it, there's a glimmer of hope at the end. Shall we say it? It's not. It's, it's not all tragedy. But yeah, it's, to the end. Well, they probably they probably just made up that glimmer of hope because they're like nobody's gonna believe this. Uh, <laughs> I'm only joking. I haven't I haven't seen it, everyone, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. It's more just like. Um, don't really know how to describe it. Mm. It's more just that they they man, they manage to maintain a, a positive outcome at the end, a positive out, outlook. Out, outlook, yeah, yeah. I think that concludes our discussion for this week. Yeah, I think so. We're going to watch Enemy for next week. Yes. And oh, I was thinking. Um, we kind of, since we did many worlds this week, we could get into simulation theory, seeing as they're kind of connected. Oh, it's still like, yeah, the Matrix, and we're all going to be living in an uh, uh, augmented or artificial reality, sorry. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay. sounds good. Um, yeah. All right. That's a- so um, thanks for listening to What Are We At? Today's yeah. episode was sponsored by water. Yeah. Drink uh, up. Drink up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bye. 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 Oh, wait. Uh, actually, I think I'm going to put the outro song this week as the... Uh, seeing as we're talking about that song I wrote, and we're talking about yeah. the live stream, I think I might try and pull that song from the live stream and put it as our outro. Oh, yeah, sweet. So that might be what you're hearing right now. I've been eating alone A little too much to fill a hole And stop till I'm done Feeding the fire in my soul My heart burns for you I got into church for two My head is aching too But the only Tired of being this way, I hope it won't stick. I just wanna feel okay. My heart burns for you. I got indigestion for two. My head is aching too. But I